Test. 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 Test one, dude. Hello. Hello. What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 164. I am your host, Anthony Trapani. As always, got a couple of resident homies with me, a few resident homies. Got the full lineup tonight. We got Casey, Joel, and Joseph. What up, y'all? Yo. What up? And uh, tonight, it's a very special one. As All of them are special, but this one's a very special one. We got, uh, we got Trey Williams from Dying Fetus with us tonight, guys. What up, Trey? what up dudes what up internet how's everybody doing tonight dude i'm doing great now that we're here dude i've been waiting for this one all week and you know plenty of dying fetus blaring out of the speakers all week and shit so i'm i'm happy right now cool yeah dude thanks for uh hanging out with us tonight and um as always let's do that what's up to the people in the chat by the way i always see i see you guys popping out i i don't know if uh the instagram thing, we're trying a new thing tonight the instagram live i wonder if uh people yeah. can chime in on the instagram see if that shit's working for us tonight um while that's happening we'll do some uh plugs real quick dude battleforgecoffee.com as always up top the the godfathers of this california death metal scene they put together a coffee company dude and we want to rep that shit support it it's good stuff um if you have any cali death flowing in your veins and you like caffeine you need to go over there and get your get your mean bean over there uh up california california no cali death podcast.bigcartel.com is where you can put a little money in our pockets to get you guys some more merch we got couple t-shirts there joseph the professor up in the right corner repping it right now dude that's sick ass design from triple sace um shout out triple sace uh go over there uh if you want to financially support us if you want to if you want to support uh casey's homie casey's homie down in uh socal get your jam on at generator rehearsal studios.com oceanside you know that's where uh you can uh write your riffs and we're live on instagram guys for the first time i just checked yeah Uh, yeah i just i i I had to go on to instagram and then click like go live after the fact so now i know how to do it but we're not going to see the chat from them so uh, we have to uh, we have to monitor it but anyways that's cool that uh another outlet you can see our ugly faces um (laughs) twitch.tv slash cali death podcast is where you'll see it live Uh, also um that's where we we do it every thursday this is where we're streaming out of um what else we got some shows joseph or did uh, I yeah say, what else did i say did i miss anything no yeah yeah uh to violently vomit live in texas and new jersey in march so hit up the to violently vomit facebook page to get the dates and details nice oh yeah and, uh, nice I've, I, I really want to just start mentioning, hey, you guys don't need awesome. to buy our T-shirts. Just go hit all the buttons. 
hit all the bells and buttons. That's that's what we need. All the socials and where YouTube's and all that shit. Hit just thumbs up. Hit a comment. Say what's up. Does that just, shirt say two year on it anywhere? Anywhere, Joseph? No. We should it just re- call it the anniversary shirt or something. Change it because it's <laughs> it's our like eternal. Sure. Eternal, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll we'll rebrand it a little it, bit. Sure. Yeah, make it the the revolving anniversary shirt or something. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. What about what about you, Trey? What where do you yeah. want people to go? Uh, you for uh, fetus merch or any any other uh, projects you're involved in? Is there a central hub for you yourself? Where do you want people to go? Uh you can go to I think it's dyingfetusband.com and find. You know, all the links to all the socials, any merchandise companies, uh, tour announcements, uh, everything relevant to what we're doing and what's going on. So you can check it out there. Nice. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Cool, dude. Let's uh, let's just get right into it, Trey. Again, thank you for uh, sitting down with us and chatting Um, with the show. We like to really get to know you and get to get to know your life so you know before all the fetus stuff before any bands and everything we want to go all the way back we want to know what the childhood was like maybe you know what was playing in the speakers from your parents when you were a kid tinkering around with your toys on the ground you know in the living room i I remember the beach boys all the time i probably mentioned that fucking 30 times on this show but you like sandals yeah or any motown a lot of different you know 50s doo-wop shit was really standing out to me when i was a uh, kid so yeah like what 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 was that situation like for you oh you know i was just like running around in my underwear with the superman cape and cowboy boots on (laughs) yeah, (laughs) as a little kid Uh, (laughs) like like way little guy um listening to like some disney like like about pecos bill or some some disney album or some something like that that was like way back in fayetteville north carolina when i was before even elementary school that's like preschool and shit right like that. and uh then that during that time i was you know you're listening to what your mom and dad are listening to and is the 80s middle of the 80s and you know hollow notes is pumping and you know all yeah. michael jackson and yeah, you know, all that, all that stuff that you would hear on the radio. My dad, my stepfather was a bit into like prog rock a little bit. So there'd be like, uh, like I remember that King Crimson album. With, I think it was a King Crimson album where it's kind of like a guy yelling on it. It's like, ah, and it's In like the Crimson for, King. Yeah, that album. And yeah. uh, I just remember being a little kid and seeing that and just thinking that, that looks so crazy. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the formative, like musical things going on in my fashion choices. You know, uh, yeah, passion. I love your shirt, dude. Fucking oh, great. oh, sir. Oh, I, yeah. I just don't like it. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Your voice sounds almost similar to that. That like, <laughs> it kind of does, dude. No, sir. Yeah. I just don't like it. <laughs> Pull it off, That's dude. actually fucking so, pretty fucking accurate, dude. For so for youngins that don't know, it's uh one of the greatest cartoon shows that I grew up on. You got Ren and, Ren and Stimpy. Stimpy. Yeah. yeah. Powdered uh, Toast Man, dude. Powdered 
Toast Man. <laughs> Space Madness. He would fly butt first. He would fly He's, backwards. Or yeah, butt, first. butt first. Yeah. Yeah, he would yeah. like squat down and fart his way into a flying backwards. <laughs> Not to Back go too in- deep on the. Oh, go, go. I was gonna say like, didn't he do like X-rated shit? Didn't that cartoonist do like originally? It was like X-rated or something. Well, and then they kind of. There's definitely some like homosexual undertones. I mean, you look back on it as an adult. Oh, there's. Like, there's like another there's shit that wasn't released though that was like originally it was like way more far than what it, what it became. And I'm sure sense. you can watch a documentary on YouTube about John Kay. Like he definitely yeah, was yeah. A, it was John a bit Kay, of a rascal right. in his own right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think, I think the show eventually got taken away from him because they were just oh, like, yeah. you're just you're just a yeah. bit too much. It was like yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Howard Stern had like the the Stimpy guy on, and then had him on, and they like had already been parted. It was like a that's a crazy one to watch. Yeah, but... Billy West. Yeah. Didn't he do some sketchy shit though? Like later on, that's a know, YouTube probably. documentary. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> somewhere. <Anyway. laughs> He's well, I'm not going to uh, comment on this. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you can yeah. look it up yourself. Stimpy <laughs> influenced me to hide my boogers underneath tables and shit. I remember <laughs> that. Dude. That's cool. Oh yeah, I was gonna just wipe it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, that was, it was a very influential cartoon in my in oh, my life. Me too, in, in, man. In, in high school, we had this uh, studio program, and we had this sampling keyboard. So I would go home and like record uh, Ren and Stimpy and just commercials and random shit on the TV onto cassette, and then I would sample it back at school. Fuck and yeah. uh, I would just do all sorts of weird, stupid stuff. And I, for my own amusement, uh, nobody else thought it was funny, but I would be cracking myself up. So, well, dude, I mean, if you really think about it, that's like the the beginning of training for death metal. We start, we do this for us first. It is kind of a, we got to be, you know, down with our shit before we put it out. So we're actually really are uh, doing it for ourselves the, first. You know, the, the love of extreme arts. You know, and being creative, you know, just taking, like, you know, and using cassettes, dude. Yeah. I, I had a talk boy and I would record shit and do the same kind talk of thing. I, Jesus, you know, or we've we've talked about fart tapes and shit like that. Like cassettes were actually yeah. very uh, <laughs> they were very um, um, what would be the word useful, you know, and in, in multiple ways you can you can get creative with cassettes, dude. Oh, yeah. Four tracks. They're great. Hell yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right. So you're playing, you're just playing with sounds and, and samples and stuff. Uh, what kind of, what would come out of that though? Like, were you making actual music or was it just like, you know, edited funny tape stuff? It's just like sound, just a soundboard for my own amusement. You know, it would, it would automatically uh, like pitch shift and speed up and slow down. So you could like actually like play music with, these samples uh but and you, I, were, you were coming up with that organically or did you already have an influence did you know of some artist that was doing similar things but you, you're kind of young what age are you again oh it's high school so it's probably oh, okay. like like uh you know 15 16 mm-hmm. uh i i liked a lot of industrial music at the time too so uh oh, yeah. probably like making industrial songs of my own and then knowing that there was a lot of sampling going on in that genre uh, of gunshots and people marching and, you know, things like that machinery sounds. Right. I guess I was just trying to create my own little soundscapes and stuff. Like I said earlier, nothing came of it. It was really just kind of for my own amusement and to try to get a laugh out of some of my buddies that were in the program too. So that was really what that was for. It was just a, a high school credit and just, Okay. Around. 
so let's let's rewind a little bit though because i want to so when did so music when did music uh exceed just that background noise uh level for you that you started paying attention to it uh, uh late uh late middle school high school okay uh i i wanted to be in a band ever since i can remember uh i just watching mtv headbangers ball things like that uh i wanted to play i wanted to drum uh and the drums themselves the actual instrument itself was my greatest inspiration just for wanting to do it mm -hmm. i just saw them and they looked so cool and right. it, I, I gotta play this thing. Look at it. It's yeah. so awesome. And, uh, you know, mom and dad wouldn't let me do that. So I would play bass guitar for a little while and then meeting some people in high school. And yes, Mike Drummer, uh, drums are the best. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. That, that's kind of cool just hearing, hearing you say that the instrument itself was kind of the driving force for you to play it. Not, a specific player you know um but i'm sure there was some moments where you saw a specific drummer play and you're like whoa what's this guy doing yeah of course you're gonna run into those things uh i just the kind of person i am i don't really have heroes mm -hmm. i don't put people on pedestals per se okay. uh so i i never really was like a fan of a specific drummer. Uh, do I have inspirations? Do I have people that I've uh, stolen concepts and ideas from? Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, 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 uh, I won't lie when I say that I stole things from Kevin Talley. I won't lie when I say I stole stuff from, um, oh God, why can't I remember his name? From uh, Human Remains. Fuck. He's, um, he's a great friend. Dave? Fuck. Dave, Dave, Dave Woody, yeah, Dave Woody. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, stole ideas and concepts from people, but there, I really can't say that, like, I grew up saying that, like, Sean Reinhardt was my favorite drummer. You know, it's like, it's really, it's the drums. It's the activity of it, it, itself. Right, right. Okay. So then cool. now my, the next thing that I would say from there is since that's the case, um, nobody just dives right into extreme metal or finds metal right away <laughs> you know there's there's uh there's the path into the the thickest of forests you know and so talk a little bit about um the social aspects of being the young kid or you know what 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 was drawing you to the extreme parts of metal first how did you come across metal like actual metal in general and then what was the magnetism if it wasn't specific players was it friends around you or was it some kind of solo mission that you've been on your whole life you know uh probably mtv uh seeing guar on the cover of a thrasher magazine when like scum dogs came out and thinking mm -hmm. oh my god look at these freaking psychopaths right uh <laughs> and uh just i've always been fascinated and wanted to be excited by music and ultimately that excitement is based in fear and intimidation and hearing music that caused me to be scared 
and to be intimidated and to uh, like blow my mind, blow my mind. How can it be done this way? I don't, I don't have an, how, 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 how is this happening? You know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's really kind of what, what it was. And those were the things that, that, that got me intrigued. Uh, You know, it started with watching things on MTV and then, you know, you meet people and they show you things. I remember sitting down and being introduced to Slayer, Guar, and Deicide all in this one listening session. Jesus. And uh, I heard Slayer and I stopped it. It was Angel of Death right when the scream starts. Yeah. And I said, I don't <laughs> like that. Because <laughs> I just really wasn't into hair metal. I wasn't into like the high pitched singing and stuff like that, you know? Right, and, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. But little did I know, like, <laughs> what was coming just, next? If I just stuck around a minute, it would have been a lot cooler. I have since changed the error of my ways i appreciate the hell out of that now um and then guar of course well trey how can you then say you enjoyed guar because they've got some loony ass singing going on Mm -hmm, in that mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. uh i i think just like the lunacy and the insanity of it kind of uh made it more appealing i was also into mr bungle already at the time and faith no more so that kind of all over the place uh vocal style that um odorous was doing was was really appealing and then oh my god deicide that was too much for my little brain at that time yeah i i out that was legion i i was mm. i knew that that was the evil shit yeah this was the satanic panic stuff this was right. this was yeah. the reason why there's a, a warning label on the cd <laughs> and and it took me a while to be able to really digest death metal um, you know, I, I worked my way into Pantera and and more heavier things like Fear Factory and Fear Factories when like I really started to um, uh, demanufacture the one that was yep. on the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. You know, uh, yeah, that's the album that really got me like, whoa, this really fast, intricate double bass stuff is pretty cool. And then I was just off to the races. Yeah. And yep. I met I met people in the new high school I moved to and met the metalhead dudes and like everybody's just like here here you think the, your industrial <laughs> background kind of made fear factory a little bit easier to uh oh. quicker to get into yeah 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 because yeah. they 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 skirt that realm too you know? right um uh but uh yeah so i i also had cousins that um owned a nightclub down in dc um, and they introduced me to a lot of music one of them owned a record uh industrial record label so he would just here check this out check this out and um they would they would always introduce me to stuff i was actually more into hip-hop um than metal and then bands like faith no more and mr bungle kind of switched me over and right around the time that people like in at least in my social group in my age bracket where like guns and roses was blowing up and like the metallica guns and roses tour where they like they the, the the stadium got messed up in that one when mm. guns wouldn't come out around that time mm. a lot of the metalheads started listening to gangster rap yeah and and i did the opposite mm-hmm. i i went i went the other way I, I stopped listening to as much rap and i started listening to more uh aggressive and heavy rock music so yeah i took that similar path dude hip-hop was way more prominent before i started getting into you know, rock and heavy metal and stuff, but slowly but surely, again, you, you, you get kind of pulled into it if you if if certain boxes are checked on the list. You know, 
They're talking about that tour with that was like the '91 or '92 tour or something with Metallica, Guns N' Roses. I think that's the one yeah. when when like guns didn't yeah. come out for like an hour and a half and people in Montreal. James, I think yeah, so, James got like burned, right? James got burned on that tour uh, or something. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, then guns, guns and roses like, came out and only did like twenty or thirty minutes, and then they rioted because yeah. they're yeah. like, yeah, that's yeah. When James had like the mullet and shit, like, yeah. Oh yeah. But like, but uh, <laughs> so I I was too young. I was only like nine or whatever around that. time. But Dan Eggers from he went to that show. It was insane. Yeah. I remember he talked about that. But I think uh, I, I, I might be wrong, but I think they asked Nirvana to be on that tour, and like, mm. and, and Nirvana or uh, he uh, Kurt was a huge fan of uh, Metallica, but he obviously hated Guns N' Roses and Axl Rose and that whole thing and shit. And it was so bad that he like literally they they didn't do the tour because Guns N' Roses was on. Got added. I'm pretty sure. Oh, it was like, oh man. You could like that'd be a weird tour though, Metallica and Nirvana. I don't know if that would really. I think it'd be sick. I mean, well, in our old age, it'd be rad, but at the time of when things are popping off, I think it would be like a just a you know, there's you know, just a clash of styles. I don't think it would work. It'd be a much more grungy people getting beat up. Did any of you guys ever get to see Nirvana? I'm I'm probably I don't know how old you are, Trey. I'm like the oldest probably here. I'm 45. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I'm not the oldest, I'm 40. I think 41. Okay. 41 yeah almost 41 yeah uh yeah no never saw nirvana man that would have been cool but they're great but anyways moving on <laughs> where are we at sorry i forgot oh. <laughs> I don't know. i'm in baltimore you guys are in california that's all you guys just froze on me <laughs> i was just waiting for you guys to come back you got frozen our host was frozen so. <laughs> frozen host. guys um yeah yeah all right, so um, I just for my personal, uh, I have a personal question. What kind of hip hop were you listening to? Uh, Houdini, Run DMC. Um, uh, yeah, I was listening to MC Hammer. Uh, Hello. Which, you know, I guess I guess you wouldn't oh, really. Yeah, dude. I mean, really, yeah. I mean, well, you know, whatever was on MTV. You yeah. know, yeah, it was yeah. on Yo MTV Raps, De La Soul. Oh, Yo MTV Raps. Uh, uh, MTV yeah. truly was a great yeah. babysitter for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a kid of the 80s too. And yeah. it, it really was something that was much more valuable and different than it is today. Is it even a thing today? I don't even know if MTV is a thing. No, it's not. It's a it's a reality it totally TV gone? show place, right? Yeah. So like there's, yeah, quite a few, there's quite a few uh artists and stuff you know headbangers ball and, all, and beavis and butthead and you know even the more popular stuff the the rap stuff of the 90s and late 80s and shit it, it was where i it, it's planted a lot of seeds for us you know whether we even realized it or not just putting imagery to what's, music what's your guys like first like mem like memory of a music video like besides Asking everyone besides michael down gardens black hole sun was one of the oh, most yeah was uh, i was sober by tool i remember seeing sober by tool when i was a kid and like after yeah. like on a sunday night trying to go to bed and watching the like fucked up like claymation thing and i was like what the fuck is going on like yeah. this will be a but, little later but i think stan by eminem okay yeah I remember, I remember being a kid in my living room and there was like the unforgiven video and like the old man oh, that all, too yeah he was like all like shaking and i was just 
<laughs> Trey, what's you, what's yours, dude? Uh, pro- you know, probably Thriller. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, see, yeah, seeing yeah. that, seeing what? Yeah. I mean, I mean, when when Michael Jackson was releasing a video, it was it was appointment watching, you know, because yeah. he was like putting yeah, yeah. out move, movies basically, and yeah. right. so like like I guess that, and then maybe like like Tawny Katane freaking rolling around on that car hood in in a oh uh, what was this white not white uh, snake, white snake. Uh, I think it was white snake. White right snake? Okay. It yeah, might yeah, yeah. I, I might be wrong, but just like you know, seeing that Doctor Feelgood was really cool. Uh, yeah, that was a cool. Yeah. That was a cool video. And the uh, end of the thriller video would be something that I would legit have nightmares and shit over when his eyes at the end when you realize it wasn't just a dream; it was real. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I guess that I, I know that one. I one of my inspirations to want to play drums and then to learn how to play drums was like watching uh headbangers ball and seeing helmet play on mm. that oh, wow. i that's actually mm. when i learned how to play drums i'd put on meantime and just tried to do that so that's how at least i got my my one and my two down you know right right um but yeah i mean that was, mtv was such a great place to find stuff and it's yeah. a shame we don't have stuff like that anymore but we have our modern age and we have way more access to stuff than we ever did. Um, and we're, we're really in a great time to discover things. You guys seen that Michael Jackson drummer guy who does all the symbol grabs and shit. Who like, is it, what's his name? Sugarfoot. Sugarfoot. Yeah. I've heard of that name. Yeah, and he, he's, he's got it. He's just like a like Jar Zombeck, sh- and he's got like the yeah, he's like back here behind, behind him. him. Totally, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And he toured like with him for a while and stuff, and all that kind of shit. Yeah, that Bobby instructional video, dude. Oh yeah, Bobby, oh, Bobby Jar Yeah. All right. So you you said that you the parents weren't down with the drum set yet. So you said you started playing bass. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. 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 Started playing bass. Always wanted to be gotten a band with some guys from my high school, which I'm still very, very, very good friends with. We started a band. It was called Tortured. Um, mm-hmm. If anybody wants to actually see a very young Trey, uh, maybe I'm probably not old enough to drink yet, uh, playing in Baltimore. If you go on YouTube and you type up Tortured 814, you can find a video of me playing shirtless and yelling at my singer. <laughs> um, to pump to pump ourselves up right, yeah. right before the set so um and uh you can kind of see that there's a i'm not quite a death metal drummer at the time i'm doing more of like a a, a what, what i guess what kids call hardcore now where it's like this merging of like this re-emerging of new metal ish kind of stuff with mm-hmm. yeah yeah with 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 hardcore influence too so yeah. we were kind of doing something like that i'm not saying we're some innovators or anything like that but that's it that you short hair oh yeah oh, damn. all right everybody be quiet let's crank it up a little bit we'll scream that babe, bad boy. I'll start, I'll start, we'll start with the scream again there we go oh man been a minute since I watched this. (laughs) 
Damn, dude. Oh, yeah. Hi. Ah, that's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I look at, but uh, I was in a new metal band too. I like, I've seen some footage, you know, in the last six months or something, and I was just like, the whole time, just like, ah, kind of cringe. But that actually, if that, that actually was, was my, it was like, that was, it was my like hard band or whatever, I'd be fucking stoked, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we, we 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 didn't quite do it the way everybody else was, but you know, it's uh, you know that that was a long time ago. And uh, I, I do see know. the the influence of new metal, but, but like kind of like a mixture of the hardcore scene. It's like not you know you guys don't have like purple dreadlocks coming down. You guys have like kind of the the hardcore scene, but you have kind of some of the rhythms of new metal a little bit, but it's more aggressive. I mm -hmm. kind of saw that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, if you That's think about it, new idea. metal took that that groove kind of from hardcore was around before new metal so it's kind of just like an interweaving of you know kind of what <laughs> uh, right. what up mer uh, no dude it, there's certain subjects on the show you can't talk much too much you can't <laughs> I, heard this, like, I heard this like new corn song that they were like <laughs> or something. Was, there was a like, corn and i was like dude it kind of sounds like almost death metal in parts or like he's like growling. New corn? Yeah, there was like some corn. Like he was just like, and then he like goes to like, Rawr. like some like you know like chorus. <laughs> yeah, John... It's all singy, but it was like the I was like Jesus Christ. Like there's no doubt that like, those guys metal, came saying. across Cannibal Corpse and all that like, kind of shit. Well, now it's very more accept it's, it's it's accepted. Cool, now yeah. there's huge bands yeah, that are you have Kardashian. It's all cool. billions of sales that are growling now. So they're like, all right, well, millions of sales for corn. We used to be big, <laughs> you know. I can see them kind of integrating in that, and their their sound kind of. Yeah. Exactly. Well. Anyways, yeah. moving on. So you fun, did. Fun, wait. Fun. One fun corn fact is my yeah, yeah. hi hats are. Um, they have a corn logo on them. Uh, th their drummer didn't like the set that he had, and he sent, gave them back to the rep. And my rep, I was going to buy a set, and my rep was like, "You can have them." They got a corn logo, and I was like, "I liked corn. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like, I like it as a, as a, as a food, and I liked them as a band oh. at a point in time. So, so if, I, if you if you get to see my kit, I got corn hats. That's fucking <laughs> yeah, rad. Awesome. What a cool fucking story. And I do have a lot of respect for corn. And their current drummer is sick. What's his name again? Guys, is it it's probably with the what? Whatever Ray Luzier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. He's great. So that, and he actually so I, brought a, a blast beat into one of the newer songs. So yeah, uh, well, even Crater. Yeah. You just made me it's think. Like, <laughs> do hi hats ever bust like other oh, yeah. symbols? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It just yeah, it's not as often though, right? Because they're probably kind of supporting each other a little bit better yeah yeah they're they're holding each other they're like, they're like oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've broken i've broken a set but, oh, yeah. but not in not in my dying fetus era but when i was playing in torture i did it's usually it the does. top one that breaks huh right because the bottom yep. is usually thicker and then you have this yeah. like bottom high hat you can never find a top for it and it's impossible online because everyone another question now do you guys do you guys flip them periodically no, you, you, can't, can't, you, know, you can't flip them if, if, unless they're like, you know, even style. But most hi-hats are very specific, like 
that's the top that's the bottom and they're like different thicknesses and mm -hmm. blah 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 <laughs> right. i i i did for a while i did at a point not in the era i'm in now of my playing but i did i did do them inverted oh, I, really? liked, really? I just i just like the way they sounded inverted oh, better cool, actually. I, you know i mean look uh, what you do there's yeah. no right and wrong it, right if you yeah, like yeah. It the way it sounds I was know, just about if, to say, there really is no rules you know mm -hmm. you can play with sounds as much as you want dude there's awesome yeah. yeah all right so tortured was the first situation but all right how long did you i just want to rewind to the bass thing how long did you play bass before you actually got a kit when did you get the kit when did your parents break and say all right you can get a kit oh um maybe my senior year of high school uh so we had a drummer in my old band he went to college john fitch was his name and he told me i could borrow his drum set and his parents said i stole it oh shit. Uh, <laughs> and i broke all of his cymbals because <laughs> I, I don't know how to play i'm just beating the hell out of him uh uh, miss that dude and he did let me borrow his kit he did say i could borrow it yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh but then um then mom and dad actually finally relented and let me buy my my first kit which was like some 70s era ludwig rocker kit that was just not a good ludwig it was like a, an economy ludwig and um then i saved up for my first real nice kit which was uh tama art star custom uh, what'd you do to get that money uh work two jobs yeah you know yeah uh i worked at uh a bartending gig um right at, while i was still in high school which was freaking rad <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden i got really popular with people they're like oh yeah trey you can hook me up right i'm like no i don't know you dude uh but uh it, it, you know bag boy at a grocery store and doing bartending at this mexican restaurant that was in my neighborhood so nice. uh you know 2500 bucks later i got my first real nice drum set tama okay. art star custom which might still be for sale at the laurel maryland guitar center i mm. just uh a year ago finally parted ways with it and um wow that's that's actually the uh drum set that i recorded descended to depravity on oh fuck also and and started touring with dying fetus um wow with that with that drum set so uh so if you want to get some piece of fetus history <laughs> go check out the guitar center in laurel maryland that's a they pretty might, they fucking might still rad have that. story dude to get the the first kit that you saved all that money for you fucking because obviously purchasing something like you the the feeling of um you know accomplishment when you make that purchase and then you got the kit and then you really get that that folds back into you getting more serious about it and then it pushes you to you know eventually getting the fetus gig and then taking that with you and recording an album and going on tour with it and shit i think that's that's a fucking cool story dude thanks to, to take the first kit that you you saved up to buy out to this it's still this gig that you have today you know yeah 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 it served me well so no bass in any bands though it was drums oh, all the way the, the project that that became my band tortured mm -hmm. i played bass in that okay and that that lasted for pro probably about two years maybe maybe two years 
and then then went to play drums and mom and dad wouldn't let me really play at home so my buddy bobby uh his parents were were cool and that was the band jam house so i would play you know we would just come home from school and just immediately start jamming you know that's all we did right and uh you know internet wasn't a thing mm-hmm. you know you could watch mtv cell phones weren't around right so you rode your bike over to bobby's house and you know, maybe smoked a little bit of weed and started playing drums and <laughs> writing yeah, music. Dude. I mean, the simplicity it, in that is so great. You know, yeah. going to somebody's garage and just getting creative and getting high. <laughs> you know, it's just like that. <laughs> it, it, it actually is a very good combination. I mean, I love being in the jam space, stoned. But either way, it's just getting in that that environment instead of staring at a wall. No, you just said no internet, no phones. Dude, that's what people kind of would do. Yeah, I'm noticing like my relationship with weed's been kind of trippy because I smoked for like 20 something years, like heavily for a long time. Then I quit for five or six years. And now I uh, I smoked the other day and had no fun and was like bummed the whole time and was overthinking everything and was like, oh shit, what's going on over here? And like, and I remember the reason why I loved it was was jamming like pl- playing music like even jamming my room just getting stoned and jamming like that's like that was pretty much like the 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 peak for me with weed was there's nothing better than being in the moment stoned just in like talking through your instrument or whatever whatever mm-hmm. you're doing mm-hmm. um but yeah as far as like me like now as an, an adult like, like i took like these you know it's, it's all legal around here so i just went to the store got some fucking like five milligram fucking chocolates and i took them and i was like everything's good then i was like i need to go sit on the couch yeah. and just take one puff and then put on the big yeah. the big the, the big the big the big <laughs> but uh no i mean uh, and you'll be good dude yeah i mean it's just i mean i literally smoked like you know up to 10 times a day for 10 years yeah, so. but it's totally different when you do it all the time. It affects you differently. I just yeah. ate, I ate 150 and milligrams this weekend and went laser Jesus. tag, bro. Ed- edibles yeah. affect everyone differently, and a lot of people hate them. Like they don't affect a lot of people great, and some people they're they're great, but some people they're not. Yeah, like, yeah. it's very. I might have been it. Edibles. I might have been it. Totally yeah. different than but but smoking or vaping or whatever doing ingesting weed yeah. <laughs> like that way instead of like edibles is completely different i think it's totally different yeah like i mean i got these mushroom uh psilocybin mushroom uh psilocybin, psilocybin. no no now it's thc it's flour it's, it used to be pot when or weed chronic when i was a kid now it's like oh thc yeah. um but i got these uh these honey sticks that are like professionally made with uh, 0.25 grams in them I took one and went to work, or not to work, but went to work like out in the uh, in the yard and like did like gardening and stuff. And it was like way sicker than weed. I was like the best time, and I was like smiling and just like on mushrooms. I was like, I mean, I wasn't on mushrooms. I was just like a little like floaty. Oh my! I felt stoned, but not dumb. I didn't feel dumb. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I had all the effects I liked from weed without microdosing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, oh, God, I'm gonna be one of those microdosing boomer guys now, and just fucking start taking like every day, just on the way to work, take psilocybin. But uh, Silo. psilocybin, that's what it's called, THC, fucking flower. <laughs> I hate that stuff, but but I think microdosing is awesome. But I still, I don't like. Some, uh, I love macrodosing. 
but I can't do that as an adult. <laughs> Taking like four or five grams and just losing your goddamn mind. That's like a, a real reset for me, but I'm not trying to do that more than once every five years anymore. But um, yeah, mushrooms in the right dosage are fucking amazing. And I don't know why I'm going on this kick, but anyways, <laughs> you guys like death metal or what? Yeah. <laughs> death metal's cool. Trey, what, do you think, what, what do you think about all this, Trey? What's your. <laughs> Drugs are bad. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, yeah, I don't, I don't really smoke pot anymore. It's, it doesn't do the same thing like it used to for me. Uh, exactly. Uh, it's, I just don't like feeling as disconnected from the world and the environment. Uh, hmm. I'll do an edible for a flight because I just want to like. There you go. Disappear and wake up and time travel over <laughs> in Europe, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, I've dabbled with mushrooms uh -huh. done done some some macro doses <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> done about change like, your life like, like seven and a half eight grams of penis envies curl up into a ball <laughs> and just like hate life for about a two-hour period and then finally the cloud so the clouds good. start to part and you're like I learned nothing. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to see the clockwork elves and like Joe Rogan yeah. was going to guide me to my freaking yeah, spirit right, yeah. animal, dude. And all I did was have violent what? diarrhea and watch the walls trip. It's way too much, dude. You uh, way so, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been around that shit, but yeah. <laughs> You gotta I love that. how opposite that is of Paul Masvidal. He's like, I ate 30 grams and got sober again, dude. It's just <laughs> a whole circle. I have, I have yet to find the, the, the emotional and psychological breakthrough moment with psychedelics. Yeah. And I, I do not believe that that is going to exist in my life. I'm yeah, I mean, it kind sure of happens actually... for other people, but I don't think it's happening for me. Yeah. yeah, there's uh, actually it could be just a mindset, you know. There's you said something that kind of I've never really heard before, which is, you know, like I've uh, I've never had a like no heroes in music. It's always been the drums, and usually like everyone I know has hero. It's just a different perspective you probably have, and then taking that kind of a, a medication um, will kind of maybe it affects everyone differently. You know, like what your mindset is going into it and stuff, yeah. and it's just yeah, it's uh, it's. It's been that people have been using it to treat depression now, like doctors and shit now. So if you're like severely depressed with therapy, you could take that shit and and it, that maybe could help. But uh, I want to do the uh, ketamine, dude. I yeah, I was like, ketamine. why is no one talking about acid, dude? Acid's way better. <laughs> it's too scary for everybody still. No, dude. Acid's good. Acid's for the, when it's 3,024 and humans are still alive, yeah. that's when acid's going to be talked about like psilocybin today, dude. <laughs> Everybody yeah, so much thinks acid's too, still too crazy, which it probably isn't. No, it's not. But I think the fear. All right, we've we're in the psychedelic weeds so hard <laughs> right, right now, guys. You're like, let's fucking. Have ever microdosed alcohol? Everybody, all right, do me a favor, <laughs> yeah, everybody. Right, hack, yeah, pull out your machetes, yeah. dude. Let's start hacking out of these fucking so these psilocybin <laughs> weeds and get back on the psilocybin trace, weed. Uh, Conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I love psychedelics, though. All right, so uh, Trey. All right, again, yeah. Tortured was where you kind of left off. So that the beginnings with the bass, and then you 
started playing drums. You were using that kit that you were talking about purchasing mm-hmm. in that band too, obviously. So how long did what how far did you get with that band? Did you guys record anything in the studio or we we, we did no stuff. Demos? We we sent it out to like what was it? Sound of Death magazine, SOD. There was like Pit magazine back in the day. And like the and like SOD sound yeah. of death, um, mm-hmm. and you could send your demo out to get reviewed, and uh, we got shredded. <laughs> we got shredded. Yeah, they didn't like it, but that's cool, you know. And, you know, um, and we did play Milwaukee Metal Fest. Um, oh damn! Like the the year that like Suffocation retired, mm. um, and uh, fun memory for me, uh, which ties into being now in dying fetus is. During the day Dying Fetus played at Milwaukee Metal Fest, this is around the year 98 when Killing on Adrenaline gets released, and they actually thank my old band Tortured in the liner notes for Killing on Adrenaline. Um, it's uh, on the rave stage at the, at the Eagles Ballroom, which if anybody's yep. been there, you'll know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, Internal Bleeding, Cryptopsy, Dying Fetus, Then Deeds of Flesh. Mm-hmm. In 98, when, like, each of these bands is, like, at the peak. Oh, and Cephalic Carnage played on another stage, but, but like, like right when all these bands are just, like, people are like, dude, have you heard of this band? Yeah. And I just remember, like, being in the crowd while people were waiting for Cryptopsy to come on, and everybody's just talking about Flo. They're like, dude, the drummer. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, uh, and, we, and during the Dying Fetus set, me and my buddies in Tortured and everybody at the front row, we all tore the barricade down and rushed the stage. And Damn. that that footage is actually available on YouTube somewhere. Um, and uh, but yeah, and then uh, last year the Milwaukee Metal Fest comes back, and I get to play the Eagles Ballroom with Dying Fetus. Wow. So a really Damn. cool, a really cool cycle back around. A great memory totally. for me. Um, uh, uh, truly, like uh, one of the one of the real real life memory. Really, that's nice. definitely a treasure, dude. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, the full circle oh, aspect yeah. of that, and those those things are just yeah. That that's the things that we really cherish in all of this, <laughs> dude. You know, I've seen those Milwaukee Metal Fest flyers being shared around social media to this day. People just being like, "Look at this insane lineup!" Yeah, look like, at the lineup. Yeah, ninety eight or two thousand, and people are just like, "Oh shit!" That, what the imagine fuck? if that was today or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's great that all those bands have such longevity to uh have a whole new generation of fans at this point like each of the bands you mentioned is like probably as popular as they've ever been so. yeah yeah oh fun fun thing that ties back into like old bands that like members of fetus were in so that milwaukee metal fest we played with tortured uh we had to sell tickets we had to pay to play um yeah. and uh we ended up the only people that bought tickets from us were the guitar players from Garden of Shadows. Oh, wow. damn. Oh, yeah. So they, they were they they bought tickets from us, so they they helped us helped one one gas tank. There you go <laughs> to get out there, <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, but whatever. Yeah, is, I, I mean, I think in those moments, it's definitely worth it to pay to play to just be a part of that experience. You know, you, you got your chance to expose yourself in a live setting to this giant you know or big audience that you normally wouldn't be able to be exposed to in a Mm -hmm. live setting you know so definitely i think that that's a good investment you know 
Yeah. Yeah. I, it was definitely a cool time and great memory. And um, then it became something really cool when we got to play. Right, so we, we played, uh, we played uh, Summer Slaughter with you at um, the rave. I don't know. I, I wasn't aware of the Eagles ballrooms. I've been, I played on like four stages there. So which mm-hmm. one's the Eagles ballroom stage? Let's way upstairs. The okay. huge room. Okay. Like I don't you know could, if we played it's like so much slaughter. Air- we didn't do that, right? Oh no. Oh no, no, no. Okay. Okay. That's where Slayer plays and stuff like Slayer played up there and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. And shout out to, uh, you said Cephalic. I saw Zach was hanging out in the Instagram chat. So what's up Zach? I'm fucking oh, Zach from Cephalic. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And Alex Bent fucking join. Dude. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. And I, I wanted to oh, shout yeah, him out man. earlier, too. Oh. Always good to see Ian in there, too. But I saw Mark from Triple Sace up in here, dude. I don't normally see him in the chat. I saw him. No, I told him he was on the uh, Instagram one. I was like, go to the YouTube one if you want to. There he is. Uh, if you want to fucking, like, fucking nice. uh, get your questions on the screen because the Instagram one's kind of like a separate thing. But anyway, yeah. so who made Joseph's shirt? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did the art. Shout that's out. cool so i mean uh so you're still so are we getting to the severed head yet have we uh, so you're tortured and stuff i can i can speed this up so you, you um, to speed it up it's just, yeah, no, it's, it's, we're, we're at, yeah it's fine um so playing in the local baltimore scene uh severed head loses their drummer to misery index um okay. uh matt byers i mm-hmm. think he was on retaliate i was gonna say it was <laughs> okay like, uh, I after. think it was retaliate um, after Tally had left. Um, so they, they poached Matt Byers from severed head and just playing in the local scene. I remember meeting my buddy, Eric little uh, who was the bass player for severed head at the time. Then became, became the singer in covenants, which is, I'm going to lead into this. Yes. Um, the, um, and a great friend of mine. Uh, I owe, I really actually owe everything I'm doing now to him. Because his him introducing me to people got me where I am now. So uh, I meet Eric Little at a guitar center in Towson, Maryland. Um, I'm just ripping on the kit, and he's like, "Whoa, that sounds cool." Hey, I'm Eric, and uh, we end up playing a show or two at a venue called Hal Daddy's in Baltimore, which is no longer a venue, um, which everybody had played in, at Hal Daddy's. Actually, uh, severe torture that band. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave, I think, my band tortured the the greatest compliment um, when we played with them. The the guys from that band said one of them said, uh, "We like death metal, but you were pretty cool." <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, ah, "All right, cool." Death metal dudes thought it was neat. All right, but uh, so I, Eric Little asked me to try out for Severed Head. I played in Severed Head for years, um, and then. Uh, Matt Byers goes to play after leaving Misery Index. Goes to play for Covenants, which has mm-hmm. Vince Matthews singing, yep. who was the singer for Dying Fetus, and Bruce Gregg, rest in peace. He's no longer with us. Um, playing mm-hmm. guitar, and Bruce was a touring guitar player for Fetus and um, wrote some song lyrics, I think, for one of the songs um, off of Stop at Nothing. And Eric Little asked me to come try out for that. And actually, for years, Vinny had been telling me, dude, you should try out for Fetus. They don't have a drummer right now. And I was just, I didn't have enough confidence in myself and wasn't even going to try that. So, well, ended up being in Covenants, recorded a EP with them. And then we opened for, um, uh, we ended up uh, 
not covenant covenants i saw that comment covenants um gun ian mm-hmm. uh but uh <laughs> we ended up we ended up um opening for dying fetus across canada and mm-hmm. uh at the end of that tour um 2007 july 4th 2007 um sean our bass player calls me up and says hey we'd like you to come try out oh, and yeah. here we are something some teen years later and that's yeah. how i got into dying fetus let me squeeze so speak- in a quick story a quick story i probably quick, ha- quick twice i know tonight, i'm right? doing that i don't know why i'm doing that tonight <laughs> um because my mouth sucks and i don't fucking know how to <laughs> my speak. mouth sucks <laughs> get some flint's mints <laughs> flint's mints what are those? they make your mouth water they're good for stoners oh sick dude. Oh, okay there you go that. yeah <laughs> um no, I was just going to mention my quick crazy story with Vinny because... Oh, Vinny stories. <laughs> I, I have a couple. <laughs> I So I had already known about him being the vocalist of Dying Fetus and, and all that shit. And then I went to Maryland Death Fest uh, 2003. I don't know if this was 03 or 04. I went two years in a row. But one of the years I get there, no, it had to have been the first year because it was at, uh, it wasn't at the sonar. I forget the other place. Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Yep. And that's funny that I forget that, which is such a thing that you bring up (laughs) in other ways. Um, but I'm walking through the crowd and I see Vinny wearing my band's shirt at the time, Carnivorous. And I, never we were just selling shit out of the same place that i'm at right now and and i was like there's no way that vince knows that fucking who i am and what this is how did he get the shirt so i had to walk up to him and be like dude huge fan how the fuck do you have this t-shirt right now because that's my band and he said Hey, dude. Um, yeah, dude. Derek Boyer gave it to me. <laughs> so <laughs> the shirt that I gave Derek Boyer back in the day, Derek secretly gave it to Vinny, and then he's wearing it at fucking Maryland Death Fest. And I'm like, this, even though it was just handed to him, I, as a vocalist, young age, my first death metal band that I started really getting serious with, I'm like, this is fucking one of those cool moments that kind of. That's a big deal, dude. When you, like, I remember, like, Derek seeing them play at the pound he's wearing an odious mortem shirt and i was like what the fuck like suffocation's wearing our shirt like i was like we were freaking out just like seeing them you know wear a shirt and stuff and, yeah uh, i mean that's kind of what a huge uh, deal and, and another one too is just seeing uh joel from pioneer wearing a carnivorous shirt on stage at the bloodletting tour that was <laughs> it, to me it was like putting the carnivorous logo on a fucking freeway sign, <laughs> you know, the fucking billboards on the freeway, just like posting my logo on that. That's what it felt like to me at the time that in this small world that we're in, it, it felt so triumphant, you know, to get, definitely, your, you know, just somebody who you grew up, you're into, they're now repping your shit. And you're just like, there's nothing else I need, dude. Yeah. Do you, so when Vinny was in the band, there was a guitar player named Mike Kimball in Dying Fetus, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was still in the band when I was when I first started. So that that guy actually used to have a website when I was like right out of high school, and it had guitar tabs for like Cannibal Corpse 
and all these like bands and stuff and his were the most precise correct tabs and he just disappeared and i never heard of him again like i <laughs> what, what have you have you kept in contact with him at all or every once in a while he'll reach out uh typically when um he reaches out to sean our bass player the most mm -hmm. uh when we have like an album release and he'll be like dude this you know i see you guys are still doing it congratulations you know uh i'm grateful to to him he's one of the voices that got me into dying fetus so he's one of the people nice. that had a, had a call in doing it and we did mm -hmm. we did tour together and an amazing guitar player uh super mm -hmm. great dude a uh, nice guy um can't say a bad thing about mike kimball he is a good good dude and uh i don't really know what he's up to he kind of was way into auto racing like racing cars okay. and so i i think he went and tried to pursue that as a hobby after uh dying fetus um but i really don't know what he's up to every once in a while i'll send him a text and just say hey dude just let you know i'm i'm still grateful for your voice and your opinion and wanting to have me in 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 the band so um wish him the best of luck definitely that was uh i mean i always awesome like i love that vinnie mike kimball whole setup that was going on but then when it went back to a three-piece i was like all right this is the way it just needs to be i feel like mm -hmm. it was this punishing like uh i just felt like a like a like a rush thing it's like there's not the three people can't make this much of brutal music or a brutal sound all at yeah. once you know and then it's like a power trio. It's like yeah, yeah. Like the police and definitely. Um, so I was going to ask you a question about the summer slaughter. That was a a fun summer slaughter we did with uh, what was it? Suffocation. You guys, <clears throat> Insiferum, uh, Necrophagist, Necrophagist. <laughs> yeah, that's right. that was the headliner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a crazy um, build, dude. That was wild. I still Do remember. You... There's a... yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go go. Do you remember pushing the car? Out, oh, out, push. uh, uh, pushing the car because Insafirum's bus was blocked in behind the House of Blues, and like this. like like thirty of us all got behind this car, just oh, yeah, and yeah, shaking yeah, it, and pushing yeah. it, and got it eventually out of the way. I that's, remember that's we, like, <laughs> a bunch of dudes we pushed a car out of the way like a neutral or something. We just fucking yeah, that was so funny. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. And and I, I and I remember I, I I I won like three hundred bucks playing the number eleven on roulette. And then the next time we we play that House of Blues, I win another three hundred dollars playing one number on roulette again. What? And, yeah, uh, uh, but I haven't had that kind of luck since. So Wait, that's, you know, that's, that again? Seems like you need to go back to that House of Blues, dude. That's where the it's like, Mandalay uh, Bay, right? Mandalay Bay. Yeah. Yes, sir. Was that oh, in yeah, Vegas? Yeah. That's where mm -hmm. you guys. Oh, you that's the your, one. Okay, Joel, that's you and your I family used to always play. Yeah. Stay there, yeah. right? No, Mandalay definitely. Bay. Dude. Definitely. I remember actually speaking of suffocate, uh, just touring and suffocation when, when, uh, what's bl red blood, red, what's the album called? Red blood something. Blood oath. <laughs> blood oath. Blood oath. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But I remember like going after with like a uh, Frank afterwards and like he took all their money they made that night. And he put it on red for the album. Going on. He just... <laughs> I was at that roulette table when that happened. Yeah, yeah. Did it and, hit? He and it hit. Yeah, it hit. Oh, he yeah. fuck yes, dude. Oh what a my fucking God, stupid dude. but awesome what? fucking move. But I mean, dude. it's kind of like it's 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 you know you might lose, you might win, but it's like kind of just like 
It's just a fuck it. it. Let's do it. You know. How much? And I try to take his luck, and I try because like the year before, I went there and just won a bunch of money, and I I was like, I got good luck now, and just lost like a thousand (laughs) dollars, and I was broke as fuck. It's stupid to think this way, but it's stupid to think this way. But the spontaneous moments where you're just like, fuck it, kind of, I think in my life have given me the hit more than the miss, dude. Yeah, when you feel it, gambling when it's just like oh shit no let's just fucking do this like you, you don't give yourself time to think it's just the moment it yeah. arises and then you just act on it and then yeah you don't double think it you're yeah. just like fuck it let's do it yeah yeah I, same when i go like what if i lose then i usually lose <laughs> <laughs> that's usually for the doubt usually kind of creeps in but uh yeah about, but then frank and you went and played a bunch of like poker and shit after he won um, the next day i was talking to him he won like thousands of dollars and i was like already broke as fuck like in a van and just like lost a thousand i have to pay my rent and just like fuck and like yeah i partied a bunch i'm just like all hung over and listening to the stories i'm like god damn it (laughs) so mad that was good that was that was a cool tour you know i don't don't believe you dude he says he can't even win an argument with all the food posts you make if you're serving that shit to your wife dude she there's got to be no arguments dude you're talking about Actually, uh, well, Marco had a question though. We were talking about Marco earlier. Uh, so, uh, so what was uh, the main challenge as far as like drum wise playing and dying fetus going from your your previous project? Oh man, uh, trying to emulate all these other drummers' styles. I, mm-hmm. uh, it was it was a big change in a lot of ways, a lifestyle change. You know, I was gonna mm-hmm. tour a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, the the whole the eyes of the scene are on me. Yeah, you know. Oh, there's a new drummer. Yeah, it's gotta be. You you can't be bad. Mm-hmm. You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Sure. So, um, yeah. so it's a big step up. Like the fastest I ever had to play, and most complex stuff I ever had to play. Right. Um, just I I spent time working on it i still am working on it you know, I, it's it's a it's a lifetime for me of of trying to serve it justice um right. and make the audience feel like they're getting they're hearing a, a tally era song a a eric sayenga era song uh, well or and uh, rob belton era and then john playing um you know, just trying to do that, having to learn new techniques. Uh, I <clears throat> briefly on an episode I watched, I remember uh, uh, Joel and KC talking about that summer slaughter tour that we were on, and uh-huh. John from or- uh, Origin, I think, was on. Oh, that the one doubles, too. the doubles, and yeah, yeah. and and double uh, strokes, yeah. and and yeah, that yeah. is around the time I I learned how to do that stuff because we hadn't recorded Descend yet. And mm-hmm. we did a tour with Origin, and I watched John do that. But actually, my friend Eric Little, who got me into Severed Head and Covenants, had shown me that technique previously. And I just, mm-hmm. but it never, it never clicked here mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there, <laughs> you know, <in> the <laughs> um, and and then watching John, it it something kind of clicked. Talking to him a little bit about that, and then some of the things have I had to do when it came time to me for me to record my dying fetus album the first one i would be on is mm-hmm. oh my god dude the guys like wrote shit that 
was so beyond my level and I had to find a way and mm -hmm. I will admit it. I, I, I will, I will take whatever advantage I can get, you know? Uh, and I learned that double stroke thing. And once that clicked in my head, I was like, Oh, cheat code. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, um, uh, that's when I switched to axis pedals and then that made it a lot easier to do. And I record that album. I had a nervous breakdown while recording it at one point, you know, I was like, <laughs> you know, it's like, holy crap, you know, you're that you're under the microscope, you know, there's a, there's a looking glass on you and you're, yeah. you're trying to do good. And so, yeah. yeah, I mean, those are the things, those I guess would be the, the, the major things and your know, lifestyle changes and then technique changes and skill level changes and, Oh, I remember so, you guys. I remember you guys like in Cincinnati. I don't know why this is the memory, but Cincinnati on that summer slaughter tour, and you guys were all had the drum set up like in the. It was there was no backstage. You guys were in the. We were in the back, this mm -hmm. yard of the, of the yeah. venue, and I, I remember, remember you guys just all working on like doubles with like Longstreth and because it was Origin was on that tour, correct or oh, no? Really? Interesting. Yeah, I think, I think they may have been. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. I think, and, and everyone was just kind of like trying to talk each other, like taking different shots at it and trying to like get it going yeah. and try to get like the the headspace to like actually understand, like to get the flow of it or something like that. And I was uh, watching with the guys in Carnifex. I remember the Carnifex guys and Paul Ryan. Yeah, it was definitely Cincinnati. Paul Ryan got in trouble. It's like this weird like back area where there's like brick houses around it in Cincinnati. And Paul Ryan was pissing. Like we were all drinking, and he's pissing, and this guy came. He's all, "Don't fucking piss him out!" And like, and Paul Ryan's like, and he like threatened Paul Ryan all crazy. And Paul's just all like, "Jesus, dude, I don't know. I'm sorry, dude." He was like all embarrassed and shit. <laughs> but uh, I remember that. Um, and then like we were drinking four locos, like when they were like the, they hadn't changed the formula yet, so it was just oh, like, fuck. yeah, yeah, it was like yes. I was, we called it stage sauce. That was my state. I mean. The Carnifex, uh, big old guitar player Ryan, I think his name was the red-haired guitar player yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we uh, we would just every every show we'd like go to the new venue, try to find more four logos, <laughs> just one, one or two before we went on stage, and it was like, wow. yeah, get us all amped. But yeah, that was a uh, a memory I have from that tour that that sticks out of you guys all sitting there with a drum set around and kind of like outside and just like trying to like work on doubles. Remember that was the thing. That was like the next. Yeah. That was the next yeah. level of like yeah. I never, I never got into the. I, I never. I mean, I do doubles obviously with snare playing and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, my feet just like my my right foot likes it, but my left foot just doesn't really like. I don't know. It's like I never really got to the. And like my drum teacher back in like the like in high school and stuff was trying to tell me, dude, you got to do doubles with those feet. You could really do something cool with that and stuff. But you know, it's like I would always be like and just like couldn't really like get i don't know i got i have to like learn i don't know what yeah. it is but still have to do singles it sucks you guys gotta show me the well okay see so your singles are pretty fucking ripping so. <laughs> <laughs> you're pretty good at what you do with your singles yeah um i've i've spoken about seeing that tour before on the podcast in san francisco I actually took acid that day and dying fetus <laughs> blew my fucking brain open. Oh, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't really, when I looked at that bill, I was like, I love necrophagus and suffocation and decrepit birth already. Fetus I knew were good, but like they were the take home. Like that was the change my life kind of set. And I, I'd say like now, like having seen fetus a few times, it's like, 
that was still a standout performance. Necrophages kind of, that's the special only time I ever got to see them. That's kind of what sells that whole night. And Casey and I were hanging out that at that set. But um, I just remember being up in the balcony for the fetus set. And my friends and I were just like, oh, fuck. Like, it was so sick. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. Um, so cool. are you done? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> are you done? And I'll, I'll talk about Descended Depravity in a little bit. So. Okay, so I have a fetus story. Uh, so I have to say this. Okay, so this is one of the like little post-it notes from the pre-pod that I like had to pull out and go, yeah. So we get the. Anyways, uh, my favorite story or my favorite like memory of playing with you guys was uh, at the uh, festival in Germany. So like death so feast. We, like, death feast. Yeah, death feast. Oh. Is that what it was? Yeah, with cock oh. and ball torture, us uh, cryptopsy. You guys, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's the first Death Feast I played. Yeah, yeah. It was it was two thousand eight, seven, eight. Yeah, I think yeah, we yeah. played right. We played right before yeah. Cryptopsy, right? Eight. I think it was two thousand eight. So. Yeah, you guys. It, was, it went cock and ball torture, decrepit. Uh, you guys, and then Cryptopsy. Oh yeah. And you guys, you guys. So we were. Uh, he's probably gonna bring this up. Headlined. No, or no, maybe no, maybe you guys headlined. You guys headlined. You guys no no. No, 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 no. It was Cryptopsy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah it was Cryptopsy. It was Cryptopsy. That's right. Um, you guys pushed us back on stage, though. That was is that what you're going to talk about, Casey? And not to kill your story, but like, no, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, oh, we were not saying, like, all you guys were like, it was dying fetus backstage, and you guys were like, because they were like, one more song, one more song, and like, it was like you, John, Paul, everyone's like, they fucking want you to go play another song, go play another song. <laughs> And we we're like, uh, okay, are we allowed to? What's going on? And we just went out there and played a suffocation cover. We played, uh, oh, okay. I forget what cover. Yeah, yeah. And my bass was unplugged the whole time, and I was playing the <laughs> last. <laughs> Don't you guys? Do you guys do Liege? Is that what you guys did? Oh, Liege. She was probably Liege. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, you guys, you guys, and you guys okay. covered the no, Casey, Casey's in the middle of song. You guys covered Deprecated at some point too, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Induced deception, I think we did play or whatever. Yeah, or, I don't know, whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, but my memory of that show was it was like a festival in Germany. We had like the bus, and we were out there. We we're like, whoa, this whole Europe, our only European tour that I did at least with Decrepit, and it was like super awesome experience. And we we're like, oh, we're gonna play this festival. We're gonna, and we were on the bus with Cryptopsy and Unmerciful, and then it was like, oh, we're gonna meet up with like these bands, and Dying Fetus is gonna be there, and like Kronos played, and all these bands. Like, oh, Kronos, oh. that's right. Dude, it yeah, was, yeah. You know, they're from France, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just like such a crazy like rad festival in Germany and it was like I think the last show that we did before we went to the airport to fly back home and mm-hmm. it was in like like H Hunix or, or some of the key I can't pronounce I totally Hunks. Hunks? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Something yeah, like that. In Germany. Yeah, yeah. yeah, anyways. And so we were just like all excited. It was like dying fetus is gonna be there. We're just like, oh, it's gonna be so great, you know. And it was, and it was such an awesome day. But like we played, it was still like daytime. Oh, that, that that's the day we met Lille out there too, as well. And so we've talked about that with the dying feet or uh defeated sanity. Dying fetus anyways, <laughs> defeated yeah. sanity, DF. Dying, fetus, dying, dying sanity. Sorry. Defeated fetus. Defeated fetus. God damn it. That's going to be forever now. <laughs> defeated fetus. Dude. Well, yeah. Uh, Anyways, but Decrepit played earlier and it was like still light out. Like it was still like, you know, sunny and all this kind of stuff. And all the other bands, Kronos, we like watched all that kind of shit. But it got later, and then it was like we were like partying, and then came back out, and it was like got dark out, and then it was like 
dying fetus is going to play da, 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 and this and that. And dude, you guys that night, I don't know what yeah, it was. was and I was up there on the, on the, in the front of the stage with Matt too, from decrepit and all of us. And me too. I was right in the, the guys, front, like in front of the barrier. Right. And it was just the three of you yeah. dudes, I think. And, and it was just like the tightest, most epic shit. And, and, and I just felt like I was like, we like we played earlier and we like did our best and we had a good show and all this kind of stuff and then we just got like bitch slapped dude <laughs> like you guys were, and, and like in a friendly awesome way like we were just like after that we we're just like we just went to school dude that was like <laughs> this band you guys were the tightest heaviest like sickest and it was on this huge stage at night in germany it was like the most epic we were just like it was so loud we were just like i think it was an greatest. earlier i've seen one of the this a lot of times but that was the greatest like dude that that but i think you guys just got you guys just stopped you guys stopped having a second guitar player so it was just i think it was like the the first like the earlier three-piece shit and we're like i saw you guys as a three we all saw you guys as a three-piece and i was like oh fuck this is the way it needs to be you know i just it just crushed just murdered murdered i i very much remember that set and i remember getting off stage and just I think I just I did this. I went, yeah, oh, <laughs> so fucking true. Yeah, dude. I, was like, I love it. You it couldn't like, sleep luck. that night, dude. You're too amped. I, I was, I was, I, I, I kind of remember saying, "Good luck, Cryptopsy, doing <laughs> getting up there." Now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No offense right. to them. No offense to them. You yeah, know, nah. one of the greatest to uh, do it. Yeah. You know, and totally. uh, yeah, yeah, and, exactly. and they, they totally smashed. But, but I just okay, remember yeah. just being just, oh fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was fucking pumped dude it was insane that's so sick that's, it. that's exactly what we're all chasing right is to feel yeah like you that you feeling got you got after it. A, a well, performance. you know we all have bad shows we all have bad you know like performances but when you have like a really good one it feels good to just be like that fucking... yeah dude. yeah yeah you, just kind of let it out was... and some people don't even give themselves that dude you know, they don't give themselves a little pat on the back after those. They, yeah. in their minds, they're not allowed to feel it. You know, but at the same time, they're still killing yeah. it. Oh, it's t- so, a feeling like that has taken me a long time to kind of accept. Get back, and 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 that is to uh, be able to enjoy the moment a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, and uh, accept except that you're not perfect mm-hmm. and you're going to make mistakes. And it, as long as I'm seeing the smiles out there and they're still moving, I think we did. Okay. Yeah. You know, Definitely. and, yeah. and, and, yeah. and like if, if, if I'm hitting 70%, mm-hmm. I, 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 I've started to tell myself, okay, that's, that's, that's all right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm never not giving it my all. But you know, some some days you just gotta up up here, like kind of tell yourself, yeah. like, "Hey, look, it, it it's what it was. It's fine. There's another show tomorrow, or there's another song. You gotta play another song. So get get out your head, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, get ready to play that next song and get ready to play that next show, and you know, try to just try to do good and and uh, do your best. I think, college, I think college, seventy percent's passing. You know, it's yeah. like you get your, you still get your degree with seventy or whatever high school. You still get your degree with seventy uh, percent. It's like it's but not like, even. Yeah. It's, I, I think <laughs> well, it's a little bit different because you're not being graded every night. What it is is, I think there's a foundation of one. You're never gonna get the hundred percent. 
We, oh, yeah. we never. You're going to get as close as you possibly can, but nobody's going to have. It might be quitting time if you get 100%. It might be just like, well, all right, well, it's not important to me anymore. I'm, I'm perfect. But so, so let's move on. Nothing more this, to improve on. And now I'm going to get hippy dippy. There's an energy that's that is kind of set in the room for a live show. And I think that if you if the energy is high in the room, Trey hits his 70 percent. That translates to 95 point blah, 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 blah percent to most kids in that high energy, you know, crowd. Because what we know as um, mistakes or whatever on stage, that doesn't really translate to the crowd as much as it does to us. We're being more, uh, I say we, I haven't been on fucking stage in forever, but I'm just saying the as a performer uh we're more hard on our performance than the kids who are just been waiting for two weeks to come see fucking dying fetus or whatever you know yeah there's gonna be the people that are just crossing their arms kind of like on your shirt no sir yeah they're gonna be like eh, you know it's great that five percent 95 whatever anthony that yeah, one yeah. Ger- that one German kid at the front who's who's, yeah. who's like <laughs> at the end of the show he's he's going um song number three at uh, two minutes fifty two seconds you you uh, I, I see your face you 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 frowned did you did you have a good meal so today funny, are you uh, are you having diarrhea are you sick uh, I saw you. <laughs> That's so funny, I love dude. the Germans. They're great. I love y'all. It's one of my favorite countries. I'm trying to learn German right now, but I, I'm failing at it. I, I love their their just brazenness of just going like because they they they're not coming in the same they're not in the same mindset that you're like at. So they're going like, oh, I noticed that there was issues here, uh, but like they're not going like, oh, you fucked up like uh, like Americans kind of would be. But they're kind of just like, oh, I noticed that, like there was a beat that was a little off. Was everything okay with your right wrist? You know, you're like. It's like it's like a little say shit, and you're just like, like calm the fuck down. (laughs) Um, It's kind of like playing the Netherlands and stuff too. Just like a lot of this, like just like staring at you in the Netherlands, like like. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then after you're off stage, it's like, dude, that was fucking sick. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, what? Oh, I didn't really like, notice from anyone. Know, but... <laughs> yeah. I, I, I kind of throw Switzerland into that category as the Netherlands. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. they, 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 they are, uh, my whole shtick with them is, uh, and another great, some, some of the best merch sales we ever have is in Europe is in Switzerland. So they're yeah. obviously great fans and we, uh, we love them, but, you know, very they're not, neutral. They're, they're not, they're not. <laughs> getting it in the pit you know as much as yeah. other, like the french go hard and yeah. uh uh but like the Sw- swiss I, I i take it as like you know i'm going to retire and i want my knees to be good and i don't mm-hmm. want to be infirmed when i want to go skiing in my retirement and <laughs> so they're, they're they're really thinking this out you know they're they're planning yeah. ahead you know so they're like i'm going to buy a t-shirt and i'm going yeah. to clap you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, but uh, l- I love the Swiss. They're great. Uh, yeah. You know, awesome times down there. The uh, emotional expressions different in different cultures. Oh, yeah, you, totally. You know? Totally. Totally. I, I thought I, I don't even know if you guys remember this, but Montreal was kind of uh, one of those crowds where they didn't do much during a song, but in between songs, they would react in 
in an energetic way. And I'm uh yeah, later on with them they got pretty hectic. Oh, Montreal crowds <laughs> are wild, yeah. Great. That's, yeah. It's probably yeah. it's like fucking crowd surfing, fucking all kinds of shit coming at us. We were so, like, oh, yeah, shit. I wonder yeah, what yeah. it was what was going on on the bloodletting. Maybe Odious was just a weird band, I guess. It, no, we were brand new coming out and they were just yeah. kind of like, all right, show yourselves. <laughs> show us what you yeah, Why are you here? what you got? It's kind of it's 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 a totally why are you here? Like, why are you here? <laughs> show me why you're here. <laughs> and then maybe I'll react. Cuz I remember like Decrepit played because we were like doing odious and Casey did the sec- double duty with Decrepit, and for Decrepit they went like violent, like it was kind of like yeah. it was it was sketchy, like in the audience. But uh, yeah, it's just different cultures, like you said. It's a lot of people, uh, you know. There's cultures that watch and want to see what the fuck you're doing, and that's I love that because they want to they want to know the technicality of the music. Obviously, on stage you want them to go crazy, but like they're very interested in actual like the song structure and how you play it live and all the things. And they want to break all that down. It's more like cognitive. Kind of weird to them, I guess. Yeah. And then you're at a, go ahead. No, no, please, please continue. Continue. Um, I mean, I'm just saying like there's certain other places where it's kind of like, let's get drunk. And when it's heavy, let's mosh and get violent, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like it's, and there's, yeah, it's just the dichotomy of those two. And, and, and different scenes, too. Um, we just played a, a hardcore festival down in Tampa, the FYA Festival, and we're the mm-hmm. only death metal band on the bill. Well, I saw that um, video. Yeah, and I saw footage, and it was actually fucking sick to watch, dude. It was yeah. freaking cool to it, play. It gave me yeah. goosebumps. It made me be proud. <laughs> Sorry. It made, me very, no, <laughs> okay. it made me be proud of you guys and, and just, like, I mean, I know that you're – your guys's music is could be if we're talking languages it's um a different dialect but could be understood it's like spanish and italian maybe when it comes to dying fetus and hardcore music you know what i'm saying oh yeah yeah totally and i mean obviously there's other elements but i'm saying there's there's enough elements in dying fetus that i think that and maybe it's also you know things are progressing and things are still merging and now what was more um separated when we all were coming up in this scene is now just like bleeding into each other to where everybody can have a good time if there's fucking brutal breakdowns dude (laughs) you know throw a slam in there and Get in the pit, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, dude. I I saw I mean, a lot perfect... of yeah. I saw a lot of people share that FYI fest footage uh, around. It was yeah, kind of going viral, too. and a bunch of my bandmates were like, "Dude, watch this." Um, yeah. I did. I did want to get Trey to say a little bit more about what it was like to play that. Yeah. Oh, it was super. It was super rad. We got a lot of great love from from people uh, around there. Um, the guys from Trapped Under Ice are a Baltimore band, also, and they i've met them previously uh and they were justice wanted to sing bringing back the glory with us and i I just we just didn't have time to really like come to an agreement with uh i was separated from the other dudes um in my band and i was just like look uh, let's just let's just skip that and um we had colin from twitching tongues come up and do the integrity cover with us which was cool um we catered our set list for that show we, we played our hardcore 
centric music mm-hmm. and uh we i kind of was wondering like what if we brought like dying fetus stuff like the, the faster the more tech stuff how would it go over and i knew i know how it would have now after watching it the few times we did dive into the more high speed and and more technical parts more tremolo picking it, they the hardcore kids just Mm-hmm. Yeah, cross arms. Gla- gla- glazed, they, they, gla- glazed over a little bit. They turned to Swiss. They turned to Swiss all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah but like, I mean, people still people were still enjoying it. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but they Swiss, they, they kind of you know yeah. okay no uh, that's not really my vibe. And and then when we totally. get the slam sure. again and uh, the windmills and the stage dives and happen. But what I was going to mention is in the comments section on one of the the, the full sets, it's kind of wild to me um, that the. the that and and one of you guys was mentioning the I think it was Anthony mentioning like the how people are I guess a little bit more gelling with different styles of music, mm-hmm. sort of not when you look at that comment section. Yeah, like, I'm looking right now. Uh, <laughs> it's the uh, some of the feet first um, productions video, and you see a lot of the metalheads not appreciating. So I would make this argument. Though. I think that YouTube comment sections are the one place that the yeah. the people are trying to still dig their feet into the yeah. sand, you know, yeah. and that's where, but in other aspects of mm-hmm. society, I think there's blending. And when you want, listen to new bands coming out and how many bands are um, incorporating like so many different influences um, in their music, I think that that really is the telltale, you know, 100 percent true aspect of how things are i'm just i feel like i'm being like but that was i mean as far as like on the summer slaughter tour one of the things i remember the most because we were on we were on tour with like born of osiris there was like all these like winds of plague there was these bands on there and there was necrophagist and there was suffocation there's dying fetus there's decrepit there's um insafirum there's like these random bands and I remember, like, it was such a battleground for, like, selling merch or, you know, just, like, so many different styles built into one tour package. And I remember Dying Fetus was the band where everyone was down. It wasn't, it wasn't, like, a, there was no divisiveness in death metal versus breakdowns or anything like that. Like, you, like, Dying Fetus came out and it was like, God damn it, these motherfuckers are death metal and they're heavy as fuck they're like they were you guys so, were just crushing and i was like oh, it was yeah. it was the perfect style that was the, and, and that's what's really cool about it. it's it's one of the most old school death metal bands um it's it it still influenced so many different styles of music that are still they're hugely prevalent today but it's still death metal you know it's still like old school death metal you know it still has that that title like it's not mm-hmm. Um, you can't really take anything from Dying Fetus and not being old school death metal. Dying Fetus but, is more chameleon esque. Like that's what I was gonna get. But you have to, it's like it's like a gross. You have to make the gross face and like no, no matter if you're death metal, you go like yeah. But they and, are they are just as important like, uh, as Cannibal Corpse and yeah, died and Deeds of Flesh and like De- this is Dying this Fetus is and Deeds true. of Flesh are very like similar to me. Like as like. Someone Everybody like, remembers when they dying first fetus dying is like, fetus, is like the East Coast. Yeah. Fetus Let's go around the horn, even including Trey, real quick. When was the first time you heard Dying Fetus and John Gallagher's fucking growl, oh, dude? Let's 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 do it. I know exactly where I was. I'm start with Trey. Start with Trey. 
in my uh, head right now where I was. Well, since it's so clear, where tell tell us, go for it. All right, I was in the warehouse <laughs> parking lot at the Metro 280 in Daily City, dude. Jesus, I dress. Oh I fucking God. bought the fucking the zip code, dude. CD, and I could not wait to. I, I couldn't even start my car before I had to listen to this album because I was just so geeked out on relapse. You know, anything that was relapse and and those contamination compilations were heaven sent for a fucking young death metal head that only had eight bucks in his pocket, you know? And, yeah. and you would get a double disc that would give you 35 tracks or whatever. And, and you'd go back the next time and, and you saved up your money to get the next couple of rounds of records and destroy the opposition was it dude. And fucking that, I put that album in and it was one of those literal game changer things that i mean i don't even know i i heard john gallagher before i heard maddie so maddie was another game changer too but just to hear somebody be able to manipulate their voice and a microphone to sound like that was was something crazy at that I got, point dude i i got into the for purification through violence like back in the 90s shit Okay, yeah, I've just loved everything they've ever done, man. Like they're, they're yeah, just like dude. one of the bands. It's like, oh, they're just like on the top with all. They're like on the list with Cannibal and DSI yeah. and Dying Fetus. They're, they're just on that top list, the top tier bands. Like always, like mm -hmm. just rip, always have ripped. Yep. Well, that's that's great praise, guys. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah. I'm sure. Everybody who's been in the band and still is in the band, I can say we're we're all very grateful and feel all very lucky and fortunate to be where we are. It's uh, not, and as you guys know, it's not everybody gets to do it like this, right? You know, yeah. where we're at, dude, no doubt. You know, and uh, it's uh, so you know we play in a blasphemous kind of music, but it's a blessing, you know it's a blessing really it is. yeah and and i think it's like so cool how how great you guys are as a like as a real band like you guys are so good live and, and your records sound so good and all that and it's just like thank you yeah it's not it's, a, it's just it's the you just, opposite yeah. of a disappointment live you're yeah. like oh shit it's it's like you I'll see just, yeah <laughs> yeah you see like, like a crowd just crushes yeah i know my, my favorite was uh my fiance was not even into death metal at all uh, we went to that uh Suicide Silence Dying Fetus show in uh, Berkeley. We all went to dinner and stuff after. Remember, we were like running around the town afterwards. But I was like, it's she's like completely like not like death metal, you know? And like to see you guys come off stage, I was like, oh fuck, I want to talk to Paul and John. I've talked to these guys for a long time and Trey. And uh, she's like, everyone was so nice and mellow. And like, it was like, because she's like telling her like coworkers, I want to go see Dying Fetus after mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, it's like totally well, just. With Cute what Gray said about it being blasphemous, and and we want it to be blasphemous, but it's actually the opposite, dude. Because this style of music that we're talking about, you know, kill your mother, mother, rape your dog, rape your dog, and all this kind of shit. And but it, not just that. That that's just the dying fetus example of it. But all of us have this, you know crazy imagery that we uh, 
assigned to our music and it's such an extreme fast pummeling you know thing that we do and it to the people's out people outside of this it, it's it's more extreme than it really is to us but blasphemous it's anti-blasphemous because dude how many people come together on a positive note because of this stuff you know it's bringing people together i'm doing this show with casey and joel who i've known for 20 plus years i just probably cut out a little bit sorry i just 20 plus years with casey and joel joseph has been my homie ever since we started doing this shit trey from dying fetus on here right now we're all just jamming and talking about how we fucking love this shit it's it that's not blasphemy at all dude this is all love dude it's kind of crazy mm -hmm. how positive this negative in quotations style of music is to everybody outside of this i'm sure they'll study it one day it's like a, it's a therapy that we're all involved in it's like a, yeah it's an aggressive form of music but like i'm smiling with like a tear coming down my eye when shit gets like heavy like it's like it's not i'm not like fuck yeah fuck everything fuck i'm like I'm like, this is sick. This is so good. This is yeah. like a rush, dude. This is like exactly what I've been, you know, seeking. It's 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 a it's a trip to see how chill a lot of these extreme death metal bands are. Like hanging out with them, it's like they're the they're sweethearts. They're all like the nicest people I know. Like if you bring out a lot of these death, like think about the hardest band you could think of, like like a like defeated sanity or something you're like they're all adorable sweethearts they're like the nicest mm -hmm. people because mm -hmm. they have a, a yeah. good outlet for their fucking their negativity or whatever and it's fucking it permeates through everyone I mean, it's, it's a dude, very interesting thing it's just like making like a rad movie or something like you like i mean to, to think that that's like a neg i mean and i and i know what you mean but like it's like dude it's like it's it's not negative at all it's like you know it's like even though it's like it's like this negativity thing you know you think it's like negative but dude like death metal music or like a horror movie or like whatever it's not negative like it's like positive yeah but that's you're to the people yeah. who don't want to yeah. see that this is just like something fun that everybody got yeah but i think yeah. everyone gets it like like it's like oh like like i love the like you know we're like wearing shorts with like d death metal things or we're like, you know, fucking rocking out, like whatever, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I think it goes back to what Trey said though. Cause remember when he first heard death metal and same yeah. with me, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know, a lot, a lot of people yeah. have to hear that for, they have to hear something insane for the first time. They don't, they don't get to take the yeah. step ladder and go Slayer Metallica. They don't, they don't get to do that. They just get to hear like, you know, like yeah, straight true. up. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? You know, they're jumping yeah. so many levels at once. They're like, they want to. They, they don't like get yeah. the context of all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Trey, what's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> Green. Green. That's a great pick, dude. It's a beautiful color. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And money, money colored green too. Oh so that, shit. <laughs> no, no. Did we ask this about? Uh, someone asked Trey if he remembers Dying Fear spreading. Uh, fans ashes on stage Whoa, two, yeah. two times. Oh, wow two different two times, times. yeah damn yeah two different times we've had that uh, request been made yeah wow. um, one time i believe hmm. chicago at reggie's okay and another time 
that I'm 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 not not quite remembering. Okay, but I think so it's I... been I think it's been twice. We've had some wedding proposals. We've had uh um what other wild shits happened at shows? Oh, remember that show Cheaters? Yeah. They filmed yeah. an episode oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. at a dying fetus show. <laughs> really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that yeah. is that a real show? Is that I thought that was like a scripted show. Is that real? Nah. I it, it was a show on television. I don't know how real the situations were. Yeah, it's <laughs> but, a Jerry they, Springer outside of came, a studio. We played. It was at Trees in Dallas, I think, and uh -huh. I think Cattle Decapitation and Cerebral Bore were on that tour with us. And they the producers came up and they said, "Hey, look, we're gonna do this thing. We're gonna have a fight." <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys stop playing for like two, three minutes while we oh, so everybody okay. outside? And so, yeah, the, an episode of uh, that, yeah, that happened. Oh, and, you know, other things like South Park and that, those are pretty cool. But oh, that's South not, Park. that's not, Jesus that's not a live Christ. thing. Yeah. Can we, okay. You guys even know what he's talking about? Because that blows my mind, okay. but I have one question. Okay. Do you when you're at a venue and your request to spread a fan's ashes is going to happen that night? What deal do you have to make with that venue, and how the fuck does it get cleaned up? Like it wasn't a it wasn't like a whole urn. Okay. It was it was, it was a vi it was a vial it was a vial okay. um, in one situation and and John just we didn't ask permission. There you I go. mean, there's, yeah. there's, there's worse shit on that floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? I've had to walk I, through pig entrails after a band bef yeah. before us. So it's all right. good. Dude. I so know yeah, what you're he, talking about. He's just like, hey, we're going to spread some ashes. If you don't want to get them covered on you, then back away. And, you know, people actually were like, didn't really mind. It seemed to get covered in somebody's ashes. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you know, it's definitely an honor that somebody thought that we were meant so much to them that they wanted us to be a part of their end of life right so that's yeah pretty cool. it's pretty wild pretty neat it is, it is dude humbling it's, it's next level for sure mm -hmm. for that to be a part of uh, a mm -hmm. live performance where you're like oh shit dude we've done this I, I, something i'm a part of has made somebody so passionate about it to where a piece of them they they want a piece of them to be a part of it after they're gone, you know? Oh yeah. Now yeah. there's a thing that you you don't want to do and you do want to ask the venue permission, and that is glitter. <laughs> <laughs> they do not like glitter being sp spilled without oh, sure, prior dude. notice. Yeah. I've tried to without... get that. I got a daughter, dude. I fucking tr getting that shit out of my clothes every week, dude. <laughs> And it doesn't Strip, work. Stripper, stripper fairy dust. <laughs> hey, where were you only, at tonight? Only six, dude. Come on. No, 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 I mean, not definitely not your daughter. But I'm but like, you know, if you went out on the town with your buddies and you come home and you got a lady in your life and she's like, what, "You all glittery. <laughs> yeah. Where were you? I know where you were." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> stripper pixie dust. So let's go back to the. You know, South Park. I remember that fucking. How, how did you get involved? Uh, who did who reached out to you? How did that happen? Because I remember watching that and going like, "Oh my god, Dying Fetus is on South Park." Yeah, this is like dude. one of my oh. favorite shows full time. And yeah, go ahead. It's a new age even some butthead moment moment kind of. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we got a lot of traction from that. We got a lot of good press from that. Um, we were notified 
by our manager. Our manager had been notified by somebody on the South Park team that the guys were going to use, possibly use one of some of our music. And we would find out the day of the airing. And so I found out when you found out. Jesus. And I was very happy. Oh, I'm sure, dude. That's that's not us. That's not you? No. No, and actually, let's not get this fucking shit taken down. We got Trey from Dying Fetus on, dude. Let's... Yeah, we've had warnings on a couple videos. So I just don't do want to get like not demonetized. Uh, we, don't, we don't get fucking monetization. We don't get monetized. But <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get kicked out of an algorithm right. for people that might want to get this shit. Well, that wasn't the song. That wasn't. No, that's a different band. They use two okay. different bands. We're at the very oh. beginning of the episode. Like literally oh, the first thirty okay, seconds okay, okay. of the episode is us, and they use Second Skin, and that's a band I think called Death Decline from France. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So, did you was that when when you when you're a part of like a uh, you know a show like that? Do that is there any kind of like monetization? Speaking of being, you know, getting monetization taken away from a podcast, is there any kind of anything that they throw at the band or anything, or is that just like a it's good promotion? So you just go like fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. What kind of question was that, dude? We're nothing. Nothing. Earlier, nothing, dude. Dude. Well, he's you saying know, nothing. You know, he's you, answering you, the question. You, you, you know, you know how the, how they treat hard rock and 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 the yeah, rock yeah. world. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're That's gonna do it for exposure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay, I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna argue. And this is kind of, uh, this is a totally different subject, but this is kind of a mindset thing. And with like where people are called sellouts if they actually start making money. And yeah. things like that, um, where there's a cer- there's certain genres of music like hip hop, electronic music, uh, most pop music. Making money is the goal. That is the right. big yeah. thing. Like yep. like hip hop artists aren't even playing. They haven't even released albums yet. They haven't even released. They've just on like a couple mixtapes. They're and only they're, in they're, it for the money. And they're demanding <laughs> to get paid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Me- meanwhile, you can be an up and coming uh, just indie rock act. And if you're not paying your dues, you have a lack of legitimacy. Yeah. And God I think damn. I think that that yeah. well, it's 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 you know it's Jesus. noble and it, and it gives us honor and like you can wear that as a badge of, of mm. that says I slept in a van for 15 years, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, don't tell me about fucking playing music. But <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like. But at the same time, it's like, well, wait a minute. Don't you want to be appreciated for what you do and hopefully get compensated for it? Yeah. So uh, a bit of me was kind of like, oh, we're really getting nothing. But it's benefited on us. Benefited. Yeah, yeah. You're talking like me right now, dude. We've gotten (laughs) enough out of that that it was definitely worth it. And and, and I have no regrets about it. But but what I was more discussing is just a general like mindset of – um, mm-hmm. you know the hard rock world it's 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 man you got to come up and you know i liked them before they you know they before they they got paid you know and wh- where's their <laughs> anger where's their anger coming from you know and I, 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 i'm guilty of this that same mindset too but mm-hmm. I, I don't know a little bit older i get i kind of like look at the hip-hop and the edm and the, these other worlds and i'm kind of like man that's the right attitude mm-hmm. but yeah. but I wouldn't play death metal if I wanted to make crazy stacks of cash. You know, yeah, oh, this, is, more, this is still this is still what what 
makes me There's excited to play. It makes me exactly. want. It makes me. I I don't know how to do anything else. Yeah, yeah I, I I am a one trick drummer. I can play death metal. That's it. I don't. I can't play jazz. I can't do. Don't ask me to sit in with your reggae band. But you want me to fill in on a grindcore set, or, uh, <laughs> or, a, a, or you know, play a Suffolk, say, play a cover of Pierce from Within? Give me a call. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. No, yeah. it's it's definitely like a, it's for me with like my my reading because I'm like super like, like reading something and I'm not into it anymore, and I'm just like my brain just goes twenty different directions. But if I'm into it, I'll give it my all. You know, like all my attention. It's one of those things where I have to be really into it. To actually give a shit about no, but like, you know. with the uh, Trey saying that it'd be nice to be compensated for how much we probably oh, yeah. we put more because the goal is with those types of music you're you're getting compensated financially you know because it's just about all the people that are into it but we're not it goes back to what I said in the beginning of the thing which is we do it for us first and i guess yep that is what fucks us <laughs> in the end <laughs> you know it's also a style of music that is not designed for broad acceptance no it isn't we, it is this is a place for different ideas and uh not exactly appropriate concepts you know, this is not a place for sunshine and rainbows and puppies. How we get paid is in um, emotions and energy from this. Like the currency we get from, we are getting compensated. Oh yeah, for our art, oh, but yeah. how we're getting paid is not the green, which right. is your favorite color and your favorite. You yeah, it, it's just my favorite color, really. <laughs> but no, but I, 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 you know, I I definitely didn't want that to go down too much of a road where it's like just about money. Because if it no, was about no, money, no. I'd be playing a different style of music. Um, all it, of us it, would it, be. it is. Yeah, we all would be. And it, this is because this is what. And like you said, this is what I like. I like to do this. This is what I do, and brings me joy, and it makes me happy, and. But the you one get to hour the, on stage. You get to your like, level, then you can tour it out and get. Yeah. You can make this a living, it can, and it that's can what I love about it too. Is that, um, you can make this a uh, a successful living if you just grind out, dude, and and getting a gig like Fetus that is such a longevity act that we were talking about earlier that is something that is a staple name in all of us uh, uh, death metal guys that have been coming up since the 90s. That That is something that I would say, yeah, dude, this would be a cool career to have, dude. If I, I taught myself what in high school, you, you didn't start playing until high school, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and, and soon after that, what, how old were you when you joined Fetus? Uh, twenty-seven. Okay, so you had high school. So you roughly had like a a decade of playing. Mm -hmm. Little yeah, plus about about that about as much. Yep, yep, yep. And, Seventeen and is about when I started out for that decade, a little plus, and then mm -hmm. finally get this gig that now has been 
something that you can do every year like yeah travel the world doing this dude. very very fortunate very oh, grateful definitely yeah very grateful to the the guys in my band for giving me the chance grateful to the fans everybody who comes to a show uh i think that one of my the the thing that really is is the the payoff is when uh i get to meet people that say that like what i do means something to them and yeah. that's freaking rad and then also to meet and be understood uh by my peers mm -hmm. you know, uh you know i just would like to spend enough since i'm i'm saying i'm grateful for things uh, i'd like to just spend a moment and thank some people from the scene that have meant a lot to me and helped oh, me yeah. out um uh, everybody in origin who's ever been in it um, yeah J john has been a great friend and and ally and I back got, me, got me got me my deal with with pearl um and has been awesome paul ryan uh one of that band is one of my favorite bands to tour with paul's a great friend and um steve bolognese i i'm probably bolognese uh from he used to play drums for into eternity he gave me uh the opportunity to be on the sabian roster um uh uh, the, uh, everybody back at old axis and now current axis Zed with um, all of his support um, for me, uh, my buddy, Eric little uh, who, who got me into severed head and into the covenants and into where I am now. Um, John, Sean and Mike from, from fetus for giving me a chance to be here um, overall. And then, you know, everybody in my personal life, my parents, my, my, my ex-wife for, for, being okay with me taking this chance and doing this. And, um, uh, you know, I'm probably leaving some people out, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I definitely, uh, feel very fortunate and, and, and have a lot of gratitude for where I'm at and, and everything like that. And, uh, I'd like to switch it up. I'd like to ask everybody else a question though. All right. Do it. Okay. Do it. Let, let me All make right. one statement on what you just said. That was a great little, thing that you just had dude and it's it's awesome to have like a a, a tight-knit support system and it sounds like that's what you got dude and like i think that that's totally part of the foundation of why you are who you are because of how you're able to um just acknowledge the people that made an impact on you dude because I, I don't know. I, I what, what you just did just made me feel like you you got your solid fucking web, dude, and I just love that, dude. Well, thank you. And actually, somebody who's been in the comment section, Ian from Sick Drummer. Yeah. Every one of us death metal drummers owe him a debt of gratitude for shining a oh, spotlight on even what non drummers, we do. dude. I, and Ian's non, a and, fucking dude. Yeah, yeah, but you know, thanks, dude. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, you it did a. Did a lot for us. So, Fuck yeah. <clears throat> segue onto something maybe just a little funner. All right. So, let's talk about some tour stories. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So some of us got some tour stories, and I'm going to start with the first yeah, time I, sh the first time I shat my pants as an adult. Ooh. Okay. All right. All right. So, we were playing a show at this venue called The Pinch down in DC. And by the way, I probably should have pinched a little harder. The Pinch. <laughs> <laughs> but we had previously played there, and uh, I got heat stroke and threw up during during uh, 
uh, Praise the Lord was like our last song on the set. And oh, this yeah. venue is a basement venue. Um, uh, the walls were sweating. Everybody's sweating. Everything is sweating. There's too many people. Fire hazard, right? And I get heat stroke and I, th- I, I have to stop. And I, I, was, I was debating on just like puking all over my kit. Yeah, but I was like, "Oh fuck, man, I ain't cleaning that up," you know. Uh, so I just turn around and just let it, let it go, and let it go, and I stop. Uh-huh. I was like, "Fuck, I gotta, I gotta, this is happening, this is happening, I can't stop this." Right. And, uh, and what the band do? Uh, turned around and looked at me like, uh, "Oh, he's throwing up." And yeah. some kid goes, "Some kid goes, I'll finish it." I was like, "Fuck, you will." And then we count in, count in, and we play the, the last part of praise. But so. We play the pinch again later. And I remember from back when I used to play paintball a lot, we I would pre-hydrate with Pedialyte. Nice. Right? The, the baby Gatorade, right? Yep. And yep. so I got two of those because I was like, I'm going to be real hydrated for this show. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> God damn it, guys. Don't do that because it makes you fucking stupid. No. And I yeah, yeah. farted. I farted and I, I made a mess in my drawers, man. Ooh, I, made a, I made a That's the first time I crapped my pants as an adult. It wasn't like a full on shit, but you know. Um, oh, and Casey's dog just shat somewhere. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't, cool. I didn't ever shit myself on tour. <laughs> but, oh, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's that. No, that, that, so I jumped in the van, put on my show clothes, <laughs> threw away the, the underwear, and you know. And then proceeded to tell everybody <laughs> that I just did this. How bad? How bad of a shit though? Because there's there's a, there's a sliding scale of of shit. Because people say that I shit them my pants, and that just means they had to wipe a couple times. Or yeah. did you actually shit in your pants, and did it hit your legs? No solid matter. No real dripping. Okay. It was just like uh, you know juice between the cheeks <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so like, but does it really matter in the end you know? it does right. though actually it you know it's funny for me um pat kenny you know dan kenny's a little brother uh i went to his house <laughs> right after i shit my pants for the first time in this yeah. chair but i cleaned it yeah. but uh in this chair for the first time about a year and a half ago two years ago <laughs> and, I an, and i was like sitting i was like after like a night of ipas and stuff yeah and i was like i just seem to fart real quick and i was like Bruh, and i was like it's warm like, and the nope. warmness the warmness is continuing for too yeah. long and yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like oh god uh maybe i need to go check this out and i went downstairs and just sh- i shit like i i diarrheaed like yeah. in my pants and my I ruined shorts <laughs> ruined boxers and it's my first time in my life shitting my pants so i'm confused i'm kind of I'm like what's going on i look i pulled down my pants I'm like what the fuck is happening and i hit up uh pat kenny randomly called me and i was talking to him and i was like dude i, I just shit my pants i thought like it would be like a log coming out he's all he's all dude he's all <laughs> just fyi he's all shitting your pants is always wet dude it's yeah. not like a log coming yeah. out like into yeah. your leg <laughs> like i always thought that's what it was Nobody shit their pants with a healthy stool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a log, like, a log is like a chart, If you're on yeah. the healthy side of that stool chart, there's no way you're shitting your pants unless it's voluntary. That's it, dude. You're like, well, I, I have a digestive that, system. Yeah. I'm still going to shit my pants. No, what happens is like too much beer, jambalaya, and New Orleans, like me. Shout out, me, uh, dude. We had a freaking gator burger and some jambalaya, and we shared it, dude. And that night, dude, I had a mountain of feces come out of my body, dude. And I <laughs> left it there. And people were even like, dude, who just... And I was just like, it wasn't me, dude. 
Because <laughs> it was so intense, dude. I could not believe it came out of my body. <laughs> All right. Well, I liked the uh, the support from like, speaking of you talk about support early with Trey and his is uh, you know drumming and stuff like that. When I told everyone that I shit my pants, they were all like, It's your first time, like, <laughs> they all supported me, like, You're an idiot, dude. You never shit your pants, like, the way you drink and eat, like, what the fuck's your problem? And I was like, Okay, that's fine. It's because I was like freaking out, I was like, What the hell just happened, you know, like. Um. Anyways, oh, tour, tour. Uh, are we talking about like just tour, like uh, malfunctions? This way, kind of. We went to the shitting part, but yeah, you know, any anything. I just I just led with shit, just because like most of my good <laughs> stories are around shitting, yeah, or or, or something and are related to shit. But yeah, the interesting yeah. stories do. Have uh, that's that. just what I do. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, barfing? No. Um. I mean, for me, the craziest one is. Is uh on tour with uh, Black Dahlia on their Nocturnal tour, and uh, I've I've told this story before, but just hit with like feedback you know, at uh, El Corazon in Seattle, and uh, hit with like this feedback that was just devastatingly, like my whole equilibrium went off, and I just like got dizzy and shit because they have those monitors on the sides too and on the middle, so it's like it came from like the left or the right, and it blew my ear. I'm pretty sure that's why I'm like deaf in my right ears that show, and uh. It uh, it basically I fell back on Casey's drums when it, it it hit me like if someone just punched me in the face like it was all bam it was this insane shrieking feedback lost vision and was like what the fuck and fell back and was like whoa and I remember like because like we got the whole uh it was like us it was a decrepit three inches of blood hate eternal and, and black dahlia but they like had it where they got to drop the lights and we got to the sound check and everything because we were the opening band. And uh, I couldn't find my earplugs. I was like, what the fuck are they? And I, someone like took them or something. And uh, it's like, whatever, fuck it. You know, it's going to be a sick show. And I like hearing it without earplugs anyway. And I'm 22 at the time, 23. And uh, yeah, I got hit with like feedback that I'm still deaf to this day. <laughs> from uh, not to end with a sad note, sharding's funnier. Shitting your pants, you can wash your pants. You can't wash your eardrums. But uh yeah, yeah that was like, like most... talking about throwing away underwear. You're like, dude, I my eardrum. I know, like, never been sad. I apologize. That was weird. That was a weird story. <laughs> All right, uh, Joseph, you go next. No. <laughs> I've shit my pants, but anyway, um, <laughs> first time I publicly admitted it. Um, it was the truth weird. comes on the out on the Cali on the record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that's all I'll say. Um, I no, want to make I gotta sure. know details now, dude. Where was it at? Well, how did okay? It, 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 this is a safe space. Um, yeah, dude, we're all good. <laughs> I dude. was the internet goes out to all the way to Indonesia and shit, dude. It's good, dude. <laughs> um, I was in our Airbnb with the band that I was playing with, and I think I was in the bathroom, and I just I think I was I was urinating and letting out a fart. So I was very, very close to <laughs> oh, the toilet. Such a memory. So close. If you can if, fart while you're peeing and keep the stream, dude, you're a fucking pro, dude. Yeah, yeah. If I had just <laughs> peed sitting down, it would have been an, a, a success, a win, <laughs> not a loss. Win-win. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I know we're coming on two hours. I want to make sure Trey gets to go out tonight. <laughs> he's, after he's, he bailed on the story, dude. <laughs> so that's that's as far no as I'll clean go. Up, still, cool no. segue, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, so I want to make sure you have a chance to talk about the tour you're announced uh, with. Yeah. Full of Hell? Is that the other uh, band? Full of Hell. Let me pull up the flyer because my memory is absolute dog shit these days. Yeah, so uh, we just screen. announced and we just released a new song um, video for Throw Them in the Van. Um, this is the first video that any of us in the band have actually acted in. Oh, so oh, that's yeah. all of us. That's all of us actually acting in, 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 the, uh, in the video. You Sick. might not be able to tell it's me, but I'm the one with the, the ski mask on. All right. um, but uh, um, and we actually abduct my buddy Eric Little Sick. and his girlfriend Angela and a dude I cannot remember his name in the suffocation shirt from the uh, New England Metal Hardcore Festival. <laughs> and we filmed some vi live footage at that too. Um, right. but, uh, um, but the tour that we announced is um, with Full of Hell, um, 200 Stab Wounds, and oh my God, I'd have to pull it up. I cannot read their logos. Wow, I'm a bad death metal I got it right guy. here. Dude, we're, uh, none of us can read death metal logos anymore. We've lost the language. We can read that one, though, dude. That yeah. one we can definitely read. I, well, we, it's starting on the uh, the, the April 25th. Oh, that's um, cruel, Cruelty. Cruelty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of them. Um and uh, yeah, we're 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 doing another tour. It's mainly American, northern U.S. going up into Canada a little bit, uh, play for the, the Canadians. And um, there's going to be a lot of touring going on this spring and summer for Dying Fetus. New album, new tour cycle. We're going to do some European stuff, festivals over there. Got a real exciting fall tour in Europe that we're we, we can't announce yet, but uh, um, uh, it's going to be a really solid ass lineup. Um, but uh, you know, we've really been stoked about the way this new album's been received. It's been the best, what best uh, selling album that we've ever done. Totally. And uh, we were super stoked with that. We got it mixed by Mark Lewis, and we did principal oh, yeah. tracking, principal tracking with Steve Wright here in Baltimore, which we've done everything from Descend on to with him, and uh, couldn't be happier with the way it sounds. Uh, I think it's the best sounding drums, um, drum sound at least. Or, mm -hmm. uh, that I've gotten out of an album, and um, really stoked so, with the way that is. And talk about the the fetus writing process a little bit. What how, how does fetus write a song nowadays? You know. Um. So we uh, go out and we um we we find several feral cats, <laughs> and then we we Same. um we we uh we we put a bunch of newspapers around and then we mm -hmm. have them fight mm -hmm. and then whatever like whole sentences are kind of left in the newspapers uh <laughs> then we form those into song okay. lyrics that, and and then like to write to start. write to write music um we just go to chat gpt you know it's just like hey that's coming soon write a, write a <laughs> don't, don't AI to make this make sense and then it nah, just yeah. Yeah, but that's not how it happens. Um, what really happens is, is we all get around a cauldron and we mix a bunch of weird witchy shit. And uh, no, but in reality, but no um, fetuses are are no fetuses. No fetuses are, are harmed. Ever... They're not, not. No fetuses are harmed in the in the yeah. making. Yeah. No, no, no. That would be that would be bad. Uh, but but John um, likes to get 
like demo demo his songs out with people and um he works with somebody to kind of you know box out build out a song and then i get sent a a rough outline of a song and i for the past two albums i've been writing all my stuff in midi and and writing it all out ahead of time and and then sometimes I, i have an electronic kit that if i don't really feel like i can write the thing that i'm trying to do i'll i'll drum it out and uh Mm-hmm. We 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 actually kind of like write song titles and then sometimes a song title inspires a song yeah okay. structure yeah, yeah. and then Dude. sometimes uh like for instance uh, throw them in the van that song was uh kind of inspired by songs like pissing in the mainstream and kill your mother rape your dog it's a short quick grindy song and yeah. we kind of put that together like that um uh, the previous album wrong one to fuck with me and John. I did the pre-production on that and we both, he sequestered himself with me and then we put that together. Um, but uh, over COVID, we were living in different places now. I'm the only one that's still locally to like our home base. I'm the only one that lives in, in Maryland anymore. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, um, and then, so I basically get like a homework assignment and then I have to write something out and then, mm-hmm. you know, we'd, we'd be back and forth it or, you know, and then were, hey, you, were you rekindling your hip hop? Uh, roots with the wrong one to fuck with type shit. Um, he's all not really. <laughs> or was John? <laughs> I know noise John, that, uh... John has a, a background in in his. Oh yeah, he, he has like oh, a, yeah. a deep love for like you know '90s gangster rap, like yeah, um, you know stuff like that. Um, he he likes he likes uh, Ghetto Boys and some stuff totally, like that. Dude. So and and, I, and that I... stuff in that stuff that stuff inspired some of the vocal patterning for early fetus i mean you can kind of hear that like kind of hip-hop back and forth with um stuff off of purification through violence oh yeah totally yeah it's it's actually you know speaking of like gangster hip-hop with john me and john and uh uh, john longstreth we're all smoking a joint outside of the rave like there's like a back parking lot there Mm -hmm. like behind the venue and we were smoking and stuff there was a shooting we like we like it was a shooting and a bunch of people started running and we're like, yeah. what the fuck's going on? We're all like high, going like, what the fuck's going on? And like, uh, I just want to throw that story in there. I, I, it's coming back to me as we talk more. But I was like, we got to witness someone start firing shots and a, a group of people running and stuff. And we were like, whoa, all stoned. <laughs> just like, right. whoa, dude, Jesus Christ. But, uh, you know, I can tell like from that style of Dying Fetus has definitely like a, a, a gangster rap because people do this, you can like people do the same moves that they would like a, a sick beat at a they're like, like you know, it's the same kind of like uh vibe that you get from a dying fetus song that's hitting like everyone hard or like a, a hip hop beat that's hitting someone hard, you know what I mean? We got a little bounce, a little bounce, we got, we got yeah. a little bounce, you know. <laughs> no, but it, it's 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 very you guys are such a cross fucking genre band and that's why i think like you guys have influenced so many different styles of music and we're seeing it now blow up in different avenues and stuff but um just fucking keep doing what you're doing is there a new uh i'm drunk right now but a new album coming out anytime soon or are they just uh well actually we are starting to do some demo stuff already so nice um so awesome. i mean we're, we we don't intend on having another uh, two five-year gaps between albums like the one between 
uh, rain and wrong one and then wrong one to uh, the one we have now. Uh, we don't yeah. want that big gap anymore. You know, we it, and COVID kind of made that gap happen for the latest yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And yep. then just so much demand for us to tour um, during the Rain Supreme tour cycle is kind of what pushed us back from getting wrong one out sooner. Um, cause it's just, we were just getting offers and, and there's a lot to do. Um, yep. so, uh, we don't intend on having another gap like that. So we're, we're already yep. getting started working on stuff and you know, there's, there's backlogs of ideas that John's got and, and, have um, you guys thought about going down the, the, the rabbit hole of what bands are doing nowadays where they release, like they do like two songs and Spotify only, or we kind of did that. Okay. Um, okay. Like with this release, because we like almost a year before the album was out, we put out Compulsion for Cruelty, yeah. and then uh, a couple months later, we put out uh, uh, Unbridled Fury, and then uh -huh. we put out uh, Oh Jesus Christ! I don't even know my own damn songs. <laughs> Shit! I don't know. Well, we put out two other ones, you know, and yeah. and, and but like. We, we put out two songs well before the album was even released, like teased it's, to be yeah. coming out. So totally. we kind of did it's that. It's not for us, dude. I, well, I, I should, I'm just speaking for me, dude. I still, when bands put out the singles, I'm reluctant to listen to the singles until the album comes out because I still like to listen to an album in but you also got to think about like what's best for the band the best for the band is not album sales or money from yeah, streams but it's, from, it's for like them touring so if you have a if you release a three song thing i'm not the one there and then be like and and, and tour their song i'm like, not the one they're marketing money. to then though so I'm, yeah, that's yeah. what i'm saying i'm the i'm the one they're waiting for to be into the full album when it comes out I'm not the guy that they're marketing. You're the wrong one to fuck with. <laughs> I'm the wrong one to fuck with, bro. You know, it really <laughs> is true. It, it, but you want uh, multiple. You want to be able to. But you have to adapt to, multiple, to the. You have to adapt the yeah. landscape, though, of what's going on exactly. now. And, and uh, like, I'm not saying if they it's could wrong. release a three. If they could release a three song thing and then hit the road again, and it's still, it's like. It's the same as I'm if you release a full album, then, you know. When I make that statement, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that, um, yeah, I'm the, me being, I'm the old guy now. I'm still waiting for the full album, guys, and then I'll listen to it when it <laughs> is well, all together. I just want to see how you guys put it all together in one. Well, in one just an, thing. another reason why it, it took so long for the album to come out is, um, vinyl yeah yeah uh, vinyl backlog. we wanted we wanted backlog. to have good for yeah backlog of uh of time on vinyl yep. presses and we had an mm -hmm. extensive uh array of different kinds of vinyls to have and uh if we wanted good first week numbers we needed the vinyls to come out the same time as everything else so that actually delayed the album release by another six months Damn. so then we're, we're like well sh shit man we need something to promote with so we ended up trickling out a couple songs yeah. Um, yeah it was kind of it, it was something that kind of organically formed it was not a uh marketing choice it was yeah, more yeah. of a, a, a thing out of necessity yep With all the it's, more accessible. it's more accessible for a fetus or whatever but having your shit pressed on vinyl feels fucking cool dude the first time uh i our shit was ever put on record it, it, i was like it was another level that I felt that I achieved 
now it's pressed into something. It's not digital anymore. It's actually like a physical physical relic now. It's mm-hmm. now it's, it's like it's a cool piece time. of merch to have now. It's like yeah. even if like for me, I don't have a fucking record player and I have a box of vinyls behind me that I'm like I listen to you on Spotify, but I have the vinyl. Like I I just want the big piece, you know, for myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna like bust out the record player or whatever, but I'm gonna like listen to you on when I want to listen to you. But I have the the big piece of art that I. But it's, it's like it's a cool merch thing. Dad, your you know? bass lines are etched into that wax. Trey's drums are etched into that wax. Casey's yeah, drums yeah. are etched into that wax. It is a physical, like. It is it. It's a sound brought into physical form. That's what's crazy about vinyl, dude. That I, I just trip the fuck out on. Um, all of our sounds are somehow translated into a physical form and being able to be pressed into some fucking plastic. Can it- can can I can I interrupt? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, okay, my, my, my 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 iPad is going please. to die. I'm on one percent. All right, brother. Thanks for coming on, dude. gents, gents. I'm gonna wrap. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up. But um, oh yeah, guys. Thank you so much for your time and opportunity to be a part of your podcast. Um, any place where we can shed more light on what we all do as death metal people, I think is great. And um, I hope you guys have great luck with your podcast. And thank you so much for your time. I appreciate dude, it. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you, Trey. Dude. I, th- Thanks, I, man. I love that we had this time together for sure, dude. Awesome. And uh, Fetus will live on in our hearts. Thanks, brother. Yeah. yeah thanks, I'm glad that you're... you're uh... Yeah. Damn. Dude. That's awesome. <laughs> you're there. Right, keep, going. keep it going. Make sure that Fetus is still there for the, the many generations to come, dude. Okay. Uh, hey, man. We'll, we'll keep doing it as long as people keep coming and... St- Staying interested, you know. Yes, dude. All right, we, we love well, you guys. Uh, Much cheers, dude. You, yeah, dude. Love you dude. guys, dude. All you know, what I say in the beginning of this, dude, and uh, we'll yeah. see you next week, as always. We love you guys. Rock you are on. a legend for sure. Appreciate you guys. Everybody in the community, have a great night.